my computer went crazy. For a second, I thought someone may have hacked or was remote controlling it, but no. Probably those Russians are trying to hack the election through your computer again. Again? Hello and welcome to Bargain Bonanza Ramjack and the Savings of the Damned. Hey everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend and our co-host, Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. Hello. Yes, you've arrived at the right place. This is Ramjack, and you have arrived in the season of animation, because in August we are covering, it's Animation August, so we're covering animation from yesteryear. Um, you might be thinking to yourself, um, how... How, how am I making it through this season when I am not a person that particularly likes animation? This week was hard. This week was hard. hard. It was very but hard we, this week. But we, we appreciate Brad being able to soldier through and being willing to soldier, soldier through. Because I know Jonathan and I really do, I guess, appreciate old animation and like it. Not to say that Brad doesn't, because you like old episodes of He-Man and stuff like that. Good old cartoons. Now, the ones we chose this week are arguably I mean, I, very I think bizarre. Any, the, the reason I'm down with this is that most of them are just bizarre. Yeah, I don't yeah. like animation. Um, like it's fine in a in a theater. Like I cannot do anime. Like I don't like it at all. Like I find it uh, visually upsetting to watch. Um, but like something like this is it's more that these are just very bizarre, which is why I'm down with this. But this week was harsh. <laughs> very novel, uh, strange '80s cartoons. We're going to be covering uh, Galaxy High School, which might be the epitome of strange child cartoon in the 80s for reasons we'll get into. But then, after that, we're talking about Denver the Last Dinosaur, which I was not prepared for the level of bonkers that was. Yeah. Or the voice acting in that, which I think I, mm-hmm. elevates it to a level that I, again, was not expecting. Uh, it's 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 a real battle for weirdest fucking thing we've watched this week. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there, friends. We'll get there, but there's other things we need to talk about, other happenings going on in the world. I have some book recommendations and an update on something that we talked about earlier on the show, earlier either this year or the year before, last year. Um, But Brad, first, as we have been doing, and we may not be able to do much longer, you need to give us an update on that movie past life. Guys, I am still living a movie past lifestyle. As of recording this, um, it's listen. Right now, it's the last day of July. Um, so, I I thought for sure movie pass was gonna be gone before we recorded this episode. Um, I thought it was. As of recording this, they just had the the crazy outage where like it wasn't working for a couple of days, and it was kind of on and off and. It was bad. It was real bad. Well, let's not forget that one of the reasons there was the outage was because they ran out of, I would say, funds in a certain Mm -hmm. avenue of how they paid for things, and they had to quickly uh, get a $5 million loan from an equity firm. They they ran out of other people's money, um, so they had to borrow some more money. The rich people are catching on. These venture capitalists are catching on. Guys, listen. I... Listen, I love I love this Robin Hood scheme where we steal yes. money. We steal money from venture capitalists and shitty investment groups, and we give it to we give it to the common people to watch movies. Like it's a it's a great system. Like like their their business plan is stupid, unless you realize that it's a giant scheme to uh, steal money from assholes and give it to me. So you know what? I I so I'm gonna ride with it until it's dead. Like, I, I, my renewal date is, uh, the 2nd, 
So I was like worried, like, oh, should I should I cancel it before, like, you know, because I was like, they're probably gonna charge me, and then like announce that it's bankrupt, and I'm just gonna be out ten bucks. I'm like, eh. I don't mind giving them like a last 10 bucks just on the off chance that I might get to see a couple more movies out of it. <laughs> so I was already down. Like, I'm going to flush $10 down the drain. Um, but, guys, it's not dead. It's still alive. They actually, like, I, and the thing is, I hadn't been able to log into Movie Past either um, Sunday or Monday um, until um, uh, Monday uh, when I got off work. And they had made an announcement that they were going to be, uh, um, they were having a meeting and they would be making an announcement on on today so i was like holy shit like that is like things are getting crazy level like i i read about these things and you guys send me email there's an email chain we presently have uh listeners uh among all the ramjack hosts that are is living this in real time but i didn't realize it was that dire oh this is nuts i well i checked i did the thing that i never do i checked reddit um (laughs) <laughs> um, just to see what was going on, and it's all like, what was the, what was your favorite movie you got to see before Movie Pass died? <laughs> like, it's it's a lot of doom and gloom over there. But um, yeah, um, but somehow like I was able to get in, and I saw um, uh, Sorry to Bother You Saturday Night. Uh, I was able to get Ooh. that one in. Um, and then last night, um, you know, it, it had been there had been nothing available. Like the app was showing no movies playing in your area. And I was like, wow, yikes. Um, but then last night, I log in at like 9 o'clock, and I'm like, it's back! It's back! Oh my god! And I'm like, it's like 9 o'clock at night on a Monday. Am I really going to try to go out and see a movie now? Because I, I was going to see a movie earlier. I, I tried to go see a movie right after I got off work. Um, but of course it was down still. Um, but I was like, oh man, the Equalizer's playing it at, at, at 10 minutes after 10. <sighs> Oh, do I really want to leave a movie theater at like twelve thirty? Ah, ten ten. Ten ten's a magic minute. I'm gonna, Come I'm, on, I'm gonna be so tired on Tuesday when I go to work. Ugh. Come on, do it for the pass. And I was like, "Fuck it, movie pass is probably gonna be gone." <laughs> like, yeah, I need to get this. I need to get this one in there because I got a feeling my it's not gonna renew. <laughs> I got a feeling <laughs> they're gonna pull the plug. <laughs> Whether they steal my ten dollars or not, I feel like they're gonna pull the fucking yeah. plug. Recline um, while you can. Pop the popcorn while it's available. Yeah, because I don't. I'm because that after that I have to sign up for either cinema or our AMC A list, and I'm like those aren't going to be as good. Will those even be around? Because they don't like the premise of it per se. I think those will change dramatically if Movie Pass goes away. They Less competition. Might. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like they're probably still getting probably still getting pretty good business out of it. A list. Oh yeah, they definitely be. are. Like cinema. Um. Cinema is a is a more reasonable business model, but whatever. Um, so, I yeah. So uh, all right. First things first. Uh, sorry to bother you. Um, really good movie. That's really weird. Really weird fucking movie. Like I had seen the trailers. I uh, listen, guys. Let me tell you this. I know some of you people like movies. I know Jonathan has a whole podcast about movie trailers. Um, he knows what's going on in movies. I don't. Like I don't. I don't read articles about fucking movies. I. I would rather kill myself than read an article about a movie that's come. Oh, a movie's coming up. Let's see what this review says. No, fuck off. I don't trust anyone's opinions because I think most people are stupid. I'm better than most people. I'm a snob. I like listen. That's a fact. I don't want to <laughs> read other people's opinions because I don't trust them. Longtime listeners will know that Brad hates movie reviews. Hates I think them. most people kind of. 
I I enjoy reading them mainly because I don't get to go to the movies ever, so I get to at least have a window into that movie past life outside of both Brad and Jonathan. Though I do live vicariously through you. That being said, though, I think that you've added another category here. Do you hate all kind of talk about movies beforehand? Not just not reviews, but like excitement, speculation, or hey, yeah. this might be coming out. Yeah. So that's also now looped I, into this. No, no, that's always been part of it. Like I don't. It's always been I just, part of I it. I think it's insane. Like I like there's these these articles like oh wow um in uh, in the next uh, in the next Avengers movie I think this character like first of all stop like reading articles about like someone might have been cast and you're trying to figure out who they're going to play who the fuck cares guys you're gonna get to see the movie no one's gonna stop you from seeing the movie like movie pests may try but like <laughs> that's just because they've got a weird business model that's about Robin Hooding like. You're gonna see the movie. Like, you know you're gonna see the movie. Like, just see the movie. Stop reading articles. Like, fuck off with that shit. I mean, Brad, if people didn't have those articles, they wouldn't know before they go to the movie that Carrie Fisher will be appearing in the next Star Wars movie, but it's all footage they shot during the first two Star Wars movies. Don't worry about it. They're not gonna see Jeer. Is that for real? Oh, you didn't know? Oh, you, well, of course you wouldn't. You don't read those yeah, articles. I don't know, because I don't read those articles. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're making this up or not right now. No, that's for real. And oh. to be honest, I'm a little disappointed. I wish they would have done a digit, uh, carry. A digit well, Leia. See, I avoid all these fucking conversations, because I don't read this shit, because I think it's dumb. Um, but the benefit of this is, I don't know anything about movies. Like, I granted, I see a lot more movie trailers now. Um, because I'm at the movies all the time, and like yeah. I'm just hanging out with Maria Menounos, um, learning, <laughs> learning about what's going on. Um, but I'm just seeing trailers, and trailers can be deceiving. Um, so I generally don't know what the hell these movies are. Even even though I love Jonathan's podcast, I listen to talk about these movies. Like unless I've seen the trailer they're talking about, it kind of goes over my head because I don't. I just, I, it doesn't stick with me. Like, I There's don't, nothing wrong with that. If anything, you go into a movie almost pristine. That's, that's, that's what I'm good. saying. I'm saying it's better, guys. It's it's great. Because I have no idea what these fucking movies are. I, especially with MoviePass. Because there's, there's no stress about, oh, am I wasting uh, $13 to see something? No, I don't know. I, I, I wasted a dollar thirteen. I think, is, the, is what it breaks down to now. Um, like, it's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. Oh, there's a movie that's... Oh, that looks kind of interesting. Yeah, I'll see that. Oh, we watched an episode of Equalizer uh, on the, for the podcast. I'll go see that movie. It's Denzel Washington. He's great. Yeah, I'll see that movie. Um, I don't know anything about movies. And I think Sorry to Bother You is one, again, where huge payoff for not knowing h- hardly anything about this movie going in. Because it is bizarre, and it's wonderful, and it's great, and I enjoyed it. Um, I, from what I've read, it's like a proper cinema art. Like, it's... It's a commentary on uh, capitalism. Well, yeah. go ahead, Brad. You saw it. Tell yeah. us a little bit about it. Yeah, and I, again, I won't say too much because, again, no, no. I think it's much better not knowing anything about this fucking movie because um, it gets real bonkers. Um, but it's it's hugely anti-capitalist, which I was very happy for, as I'm always happy for, because I hate capitalism. But He yeah, said it. It's a crazy movie. Like, I don't... I, I Like, it's just like... It feels like it's like one crank off from being great but i'm completely okay with what it is and i love it i can't wait to stream it because i can't go to the theater to see it and like i i've had it completely spoiled for me but the ride itself i think is going to be the Um, fun part on this one because yeah (laughs) 
yeah, it was, it was a really good movie though. I really, I really liked it. It made me happy, um, and I was, uh, I was stealing money from venture capitalists to see it. That's the best part. Yeah, it's good. It's a good thing. You and Movie Pass sticking it to the man. Yeah, yeah, enjoying, enjoying that uh, uh, free popcorn I got with all my Regal points. Oh, dude, Regal doesn't even know. Well, they do know. They do but know. It's fine. They don't care. They're getting paid. They don't care. We're all stealing money from venture capitalists. It's cool. <laughs> Like, I'm stealing money from venture capitalists, Regal's stealing money from venture capitalists, MoviePass is stealing money. Like, the only people that are losing are venture capitalists. Like, it's great. It's like, it's as the world should be. <laughs> Fuck those assholes. I hope you guys enjoyed your fucking Donald Trump tax cuts. We're taking that money back. <laughs> We're giving it back to the people in a way that is straight up trickery. It's yeah. ingenious, really. I mean, I would much prefer it was going to like healthcare and schools and uh, um, student loan forgiveness and roads and like food and everything else that everybody needs. But like, if it's if it's fucking uh, free movies and free popcorn are nothing, I'll take what I can get in Trump's America. Could we take the same business model of MoviePass and just wrap it in another veneer like that? Hey, spend, let's say, $50 on Dinner Pass, and you can eat out, uh, we'll say once a week, because I think that's a little bit more manageable than anywhere, but we'll just pay for it. I don't think it maybe maybe that's it needs to be worked out more, but I like yeah. the idea of taking it and taking it into another avenue. Like, what are the other avenues we can we can go down or lead venture capitalists down to where uh, Robin Hood and his merry men can uh, take Seriously. them for what they're worth? Seriously, we need to figure out other ways to do that because the dinner idea is a little crazy. But yeah, there's but gotta be something else. No, because if that happens, then it's gonna then people are gonna be stiffing like uh, waiters and waitresses on tips. And then you're making the problem worse. See, like, that is something we need to think about. Yeah. Like, first of all, let's get rid of, like, um, l- let's, let's stop this tip nonsense. Let's fucking pay people properly. Um, if you want to tip them beyond that, fine. But let's give them actual minimum wage. Bare men's. Um, like Washington voted to, and then they took it away in the night. Gross. Yeah. Super lame. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, last night I saw The Equalizer 2. Have I seen The Equalizer 1? No, have not. <laughs> do I want to see The Equalizer 1 now? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, because, first of all, I mean, Denzel Washington's great, always. And I think I like Denzel Washington even more now that he's old. Because um, there's just something, like, a little different about old man Denzel Washington. <laughs> like, because I feel, because uh, Roman J. Israel was the, uh, is the uh, movie I saw um, in the fall with Denzel. And, like, he's a little bit older now, and there's just something about him. Like, like he's a little bit of an old man now, and it's kind of great. <laughs> like, he's a fucking badass, and he's awesome and amazing, and, like, one of the greatest actors. But, like, I don't... It's, he's so great. He's so great. Um, another surprise about this movie. Alex, this movie kicks off, and there's a friend of ours in this movie. Um, it's fucking Shopkeep from Dr. Quinn. No way! Shopkeep's in this? Yeah, Shopkeep. Um, with with a German accent, he's playing a, he's playing a he's playing a um a survivor of uh, Nazi Germany. Wow! Mm-hmm. Shop keeps still getting work. Yeah, well, he was in he was in the new Twin Peaks, but we all try to forget that. Um, he was the possibly one of the better things um in in the new Twin Peaks. I mean, there wasn't much good, but he was he was good. I enjoyed I enjoyed Bushnell Mullins, but uh, Shop Keep Forever, he's great. Um, <laughs> 
So that was fun. Because I was like, is that? Is that? I'm, what? What's he? Why is he hopping into Denzel's car? That's great. Yay. Um, it's a great fucking movie, dude. Like, really? It's a great movie. Like, it's, I mean, as you'd expect with an action movie, it's insanely violent. Like, just awful, like, awfully, awfully, awfully violent. Like, stop hurting people, everyone. Like, let's stop this. Great, great, great movie. I enjoyed it completely. Um, it it kind of shocks me you would say that there's lots of violence. You mean, like, graphically depicted violence, or...? I mean, it's just, like, a lot of, like... Because, I mean, it's an action movie. Like, he's he's shooting yeah. people. There's shooting. There's there's stabbing. There's, like, there's lots of fighting. And I'm like, do you really have to just hit everybody, everyone? Can we all just stop hitting each other? Can we all just stop shooting each other? Like, there's other ways to solve problems, surely. Um, let's just stop all this violence. It's very upsetting. I'm, I'm with you, yeah. I mean, like, he's getting the bad guys, but, like, at the same time, yeah. like, like stop getting, stop getting people. <laughs> Brutally like, getting them. I mean, like, you know, he's, he's taking out, like, a room full of guys that, like, fucking, uh, uh, raped a woman. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, these are trash, but, like, you're just breaking people's hands to, like, teach them a lesson. Like, stop hurting people. That goes into, like, a vigilante territory that I think is never, uh... Yeah. There's a, a, there's a sadistic violence that, yeah. I mean, is always a part of action movies. And, like, you know... It's just a thing, and I, I, I'm i less okay with it as time goes on. Also, in a more realistic sense, when you don't have, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger making funny quips, it's it's different than, you know, like, Denzel Washington just, like, being a badass and then breaking somebody's hand. So he doesn't, like, there's one guy left in the room, and Denzel doesn't say, hey, remember when I said I saved you for last? And they're like, yeah. Well, it's kind of like he beats everybody up, and there's one guy left in the room, and he's like, all right, now I want you to call 911, and I want you to tell the police what you did. And if you don't, I'm coming back for you. By the way, are you left-handed or right-handed? Are you left-handed or right-handed? Give me your left hand. Crack. Ah! See, Arnold would have done something different. Yeah. Stallone would have done something different. Like there's there's a brutality to it that's it's it's very upsetting. Um, um, but it's I but I mean you know it's an action movie so you have to accept some of that to a degree. But it's still it's fucking great and because Denzel's just fucking awesome, like forever and always but yeah it's it's just i really want to see the first one now because there's also just there's all these like little bits too because it's like there is yes there's a big overall arching story these like that's going on but there's also at the same time there's all these like little plots going on like shopkeep is like he's got a thing going on and uh denzel is trying to figure out a, a situation with him and like there's a thing with like there's like a local kid that's like um, he's trying to keep on the straight and narrow, uh, that's going on, and there's, like, I, there's all these little things going on. Like, it starts off, and he's, like, he's, like, rescuing, the, um, this little girl who had been, uh, um, kidnapped, uh, by her father and taken to Turkey. Like, you know, he's going, he's doing all these little bitty equalizer missions in the middle of this movie, which is great. Wow. Yeah. Okay, now that sounds fun. Like, I... As much as Shop keeps in there, and I want to support him and Denzel and the show and the show, our show's like greater canon of like the Equalizer. I was on the fence, but now that you said that, it makes me more interested in it. It's yeah, it's 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 something different, um, definitely, and it's really fucking good, like seriously good. Um, also, is there a bit of a hurricane heist? Oh, <gasps> is there a little bit of a hurricane heist? Well, kinda, kinda. <laughs> uh. 
now you have my attention, friend. I, I will mean, definitely be watching this when it streams. It certainly felt like it, was, it got a little hurricane, hurricane heistish at the end. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. God, now I want to now I want to know what what the hurricane heist well basically was because like there's this there's this whole overarching, overarching thing where. Um, uh, these guys, uh, these guys, this group of guys, they killed uh, um, his friend that he used to work with in this uh, secret government agency, and they're covering it up, and they're killing all the people to cover it up, and so he's on to them, and he's the only one that's figured it out, obviously, because uh, he's the equalizer, um, and so he's like, you know where to find me, um, and it's at his old place that he used to, his old house that he, he used to live at before his wife died, um, on on the, uh, like... On the on the on the seashore or something, um, and there's a storm coming, and they they're closing the town out, closing the town and uh, evacuating because the storm's coming. So then there's a crazy storm, and uh, Denzel Washington um, hunting down these like last four guys that are coming for him while wow. the storm's going on. And it's like there's a little hurricane, Heisty. There's a little, I was like waiting. Is there a, is there a demon cloud? Is there a demon <laughs> cloud that's gonna smile at Denzel and he's gonna smile back? Like what's gonna that happen? That would have been awesome. What's gonna happen? Not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it. Is there is there a CGI demon cloud? Is there? I'm not gonna tell. You need to see the movie. <laughs> nice. Very nice. It's great. It's great. And guys, movie pass is still going. They sent an email tonight. Um, like, hey guys, um, we're trying to figure this shit out. Um, you're probably not gonna be able to see like big budget new releases um for a little while. I'm like, what does that mean? That what does that mean? Like, like not uh, immediately or? Yeah. Are, are you not going to be able to see any movies that anyone actually wants to see? Because, like, I don't want to see most of those anyway, but, like, you know, I mean, eventually, right? Like, is it going to be, like, I get to see it three weeks later? Okay, cool, I'm fine with that. Like, I mean, I always just buy a ticket to a shitty movie and then just sneak into the one I want to see. Like, whatever. Um, <laughs> if there's one available. Out. If there's one available. That's the question, like... That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Can I get behind the gate... This I mean, weekend I, where I, I need can, to. I've already, I, I can only buy one ticket to book club, and I've already done it to sneak into something else. <laughs> <laughs> so, I yeah, I, I don't know how this is gonna work. We'll see, but it's hanging around, and for ten dollars a month, I'll I'll hang with them for a little while longer. <laughs> we'll figure this out, guys. How did Book Club 4 get made? Well, actually, what's happening is people are not going to see it. They're just buying tickets and they're going to sneak into other movies. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's, it's one of those, uh, yeah, it's one of those movie pass sneak-in movies. I mean, that's... Who knew? That's certainly a thing now. It's got to be a thing now. I mean, I, I, I like, listen, I could have been giving money to um, the showings of the opera. Um, all those Fathom events, ah, now those are just shitty movies that are getting that money. Sorry. Oh, but what if, what if, friend, this backfires? We have sold out the opera. He can't get an opera ticket because everyone's going to go see the new release the same night as the opera. That, no, because you can't, you can't check into those. That's the problem. If I could check into the opera, I, I would have checked into the opera immediately. You can't, won't let you check in. So they won't let you check into the opera? So the opera off the table as far as like something you can yeah, get? Yeah, t- all, all the things that are like um, the event things, Fathom events, seem to be oh. off the table now. Interesting. Like I, I couldn't see. I couldn't check into the opera directly. The last two times, I couldn't check into like a big. I couldn't the showings of like the older movies. Couldn't check oh, so, into those. So there's no way it can backfire. <laughs> there's no way this can backfire. No, you're right. I the mean, sound strategy of if I can't get in, no. I'll go see a shitty movie and sneak in is sound. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, Fathom's not getting those dollars, so sorry for them. But no one's going to the showings anyway. So, I mean, 
Mm. What can you do? What can you do? I mean, I guess it's gonna help, uh, yeah, I guess it's gonna help shitty movies, like, uh, Book Club definitely got a bump, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else I've checked into, I can't even remember. That's how forgettable those movies are that I've checked into and not actually seen. Oh, I, I helped Incredibles, I guess. I checked into that for something. Nice. But didn't really need my help, though, with that one. They didn't need my help. No, not at all. They did fine. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's living a movie pass live, guys. Um, get on those movies. Would I have seen either of those movies if I didn't have movie pass? Probably not. May movie pass live forever. Right, let's hope. Let's hope. I mean, there's other options out there, but they aren't as good. No, and they might get worse if Movie Pass goes away. Like the whole thing is, Movie Pass wins on price, and it helps keep those guys down. Yeah. In theory, well, maybe I don't know that much about capitalism, but in theory. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I feel at this point, because like, movie sales are up so much because of Movie Pass. Like it's, there's just no way around it. Like I never go to the theater and don't see a bunch of people like standing around checking in. Like, when I go to the theater. Like, it's a thing. Tons of people fucking use MoviePass. Definitely. Like, if, if it just goes away, like, I, I bet that Mission Impossible's hurting because people can't see it with MoviePass. Oh, certainly. I mean, not that because people are tired of Tom Cruise, because for some reason they aren't getting tired of him, and that's weird. Yeah, fuck um, that shit. I would not, I will not even check into that movie. No. Protest alone, even if you could go see a different one. Yeah. Um... So I hope it's hurting it. Even though I, I hear the new Mission Impossible is good, I don't know. People say that about people say that about all Tom Cruise movies, and I don't believe it because I saw a Minority Report and I said no, thank you, goodbye Tom Cruise, goodbye forever, I'm done, never again. Don't believe don't, that Cruise hype. I don't. I've never liked Tom Cruise in a movie, so I'm I'm fine with never seeing a Tom Cruise movie again. Like I'm fine with never watching more than one James Bond movie um, per actor until it's not crap. <laughs> Sorry. Goodbye. No, thank you, Pierce Brosnan. I actually saw two of your James Bond movies, and I said, never again. Daniel Craig, I saw one of yours, and I was like, no, thank you. Never again. Come on, next guy. <laughs> Let me see what you got, and then never watch another one. But you would check into a James Bond movie to go see something else in a heartbeat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. But you would never see a Tom Cruise or check into a Tom Cruise I, no, movie. No, not, not down with it. Not same thing down with, with supporting side ties. That money goes with, directly to a cult. Yeah, that's that's gross. Same thing with Jack Black. You would never check into a Jack Black movie. Jumanji. I, I, might, I might check into one to see something else. Nice. But you obviously you wouldn't go see it. I mean, that's, that's never, besides Never. I would never. That's a given. No, he's the 9-11 of humans. Like, I don't support the terrorist. But maybe check in to see something else. But not I mean, at the honestly, most. At the honestly, most, nothing else to check into. Sure. Honestly, I support terrorists more than I support Jack Black. Like they've got some huh. good points. Like Jack Black does not. Brad, if if you're ready to move, maybe pivot from uh, movies. <laughs> I got some things I want your help kind of digesting, and our oh. listeners will definitely want your help, kind of like uh, understanding how to feel. How to, like, how to take in these things that are going on in the wider world. Brad, why should you read a book to a stranger? Um, it's a simple question. Why are you taking so long and why are you beating around the bush? Why should you read a book to a stranger? Gross. No. You shouldn't. Oh. Huh. 
Well, that's not the premise of this article that reviews an app called Audrey. If I can, let me read the first paragraph to to peep you to this.、Um, this week, I read a book over the phone with a stranger, and it was shockingly not awkward.、Mm. Now I have some experience reading aloud as my wife and I read to each other every night. Well, okay, I read that incorrectly. Wait, now, I, now look. Let me rephrase it in a way that's a little bit more approachable. Now, listen. I have some experience reading aloud as my wife and I read、uh, to each other every night. Okay,、so、this is where this guy、right, is coming、right. from. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were saying that I practiced reading to a stranger so that I could eventually read to my wife at night. <laughs>、uh, to continue reading, but you'll pick it up quickly if you try Audrey, a service that matches pairs of readers and gives them chapters of a book. Specially formatted to read over the phone in ten minutes at a time. Ah,、uh, what? Why? Why? I—that's one of the reasons I asked you, Brad. Why should we read stories to strangers? You shouldn't. Why is this happening, Brad? This app, Audrey. First, it's a scrappy do-it-yourself project, and some developers are getting, but it's it's gaining traction. You have to answer a questionnaire about yourself and your reading preferences. Uh, and then over the email, the、uh, the guy who curates everything finds a match for you, and then、um, delivers chunks of a book or story to you to read to the other person who matches your similar,、um, I guess, reading profile, and you read to each other. Why?、Um, I'm sorry. I asked you that question. And you didn't. Are you asking me now? Why? Why would I read to a stranger? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe people are lonely. Maybe people do have problems. Uh, I guess reading aloud, so they want to work on that. So, you,、uh, but why would anyone want to listen to that? Most people are most people are incapable of reading aloud. I remember. Well, guys, me and Brad have been doing this podcast for years at this、mm-hmm. point, more than years, nearly、mm-hmm. a decade. And I messed up the reading of this guy's paragraph and didn't put the proper because I, I I read it. Days ago, guys, we've been doing this podcast for years, and if you knew how much silence I cut out of every episode,、um, you would all shower me with gold. Yes, because that is what you—I mean—that is just the nature of recording something. And also talking to someone, and if you're reading aloud, I'm sure everyone remembers in elementary school how awkward that was. How some kids、yeah. just did not、Ooh. get it. Dry and monotone of voice. There's certain audio books you just can't listen to because the person reading it is garbage. <laughs> so I can only imagine a volunteer. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna read aloud to somebody. What that must yield? It must be horrible. Oh, oh, God! I just I I can't I'm I, I can't even imagine. This is the worst idea I've ever heard. Um. Oh, sorry, Alex. I'm getting a phone call. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me just take this phone、oh. call real quick. Needless to say, what counts as realistic seems possible at any point in the social field is defined by a series of political determinations. An ideological position can never be really successful until it is naturalized, and it cannot be naturalized while it is still thought of as a value rather than a fact. Accordingly, neoliberalism is sought to eliminate the very category of value in the ethical sense. Over the past 30 years, capitalist realism has successfully installed a business ontology in which it is. Sim- oh, sorry, sorry. What was that? Oh, sorry. I had a phone call for a second there. I was. I, I somebody was reading. To me. They were just reading to me a book. Oh, oh, just with no small talk, no preamble. Yeah, I just, just get these phone calls where people start、it. start reading me books. 
and you humor it for seconds, and you're like, yeah, again. Yeah, Thanks. well, I no mean, things. love Mark Fisher. Like, you know, he wrote some great things, so I just like to, you know, I like to give him a chance to, to give me those words. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, one more paragraph from this little thing. Uh, as they go through, the guy says... The process felt surprisingly natural, and the small talk came easily, building from each other's Audrey's bios. We discussed our reading habits. Uh, She, the person who he was reading with, used to read to their partner, too. Uh Oh, all right. I see what's going on here. And Kristen, the woman who's reading to him, suggests that they should try a Neil Gaiman short story collection. We scheduled another reading session for next week. Oh, God. I can't... I I read I read aloud to Joey because he's a small child yeah. and that's what works. I mean, you, for kids, you have to read aloud to get them acclimated to reading and just. I mean, there's a lot of things there that reading aloud help with, but yeah, I have I, never I, read actually, anything aloud to Emily. You're you're, re- you're raising children. You 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 read to children. Yeah, you, but you don't have strangers reading to you. You don't have strangers reading. Ring ring ring. Hold on. Sorry, Alex. Sorry. Sorry. I just got a phone call here. Um, over the past. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. I lost my place there. Um, including healthcare and education should be run as a business, as any number of radical theorists from Brecht through Foucault and Bido have maintained, emancipatory politics must always destroy the appearance of a natural right. order. Must huh, right. what? Right. Just, just hang up. Just hang up on him. Oh. I just put him out of his misery. <laughs> wow. Oh, I mean, what are you doing? You don't have just random ass people read. Why, why don't you just read the book yourself, you fucking lunatic? <laughs> Guys, I realize that I am reading portions of articles to you, listeners, and Brad. Sometimes I mess up. But this is all for fun. This is a different medium than the insane idea of collaborating with other people to read aloud to them at long distances God. that are not children. This it's is weird. so it's crazy. Weird. Like, get an audiobook. People are paid for this. Why? Listen, what is this book? Why are you trying to take away jobs from fucking people to read audiobooks? Yeah. Look, this is not a stand-up operation like Movie Pass. This is not a Rob and the Rich Give to the Poor kind of thing. Those people, they're good audio book narrators, and they hey, need your no, money. No, no, guys, I'm, I'm a tech CEO. We're going to disrupt audio books. Instead of, instead of us paying someone to read the audio book, what we're going to do is we're going to set up we're gonna set up party lines, and people are going to call, and they're going to read to each other through our service. No. No, thank you. No, it's cool. No, I, I, I prefer. I'm looking a for angel investors. I'm looking for angel investors if anybody wants to get on the ground floor. I, even equating it to the Robin Hood mentality of Movie Pass in my mind, kinda. And your pitch, Brad, almost makes, almost tricks me into thinking, well, maybe there is something here, but there's not. We're disruptors. We're disruptors. We're we're the Uber for um book hearing. No, you are disruptors of society, sir, and I would kindly ask you to leave the ramjack premises. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Ring, 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 ring. Oh. Um, don't, you don't have to answer it. I uh, must reveal what is to be presented. It's necessary, inevitable, to be a mere contingency. Just as it just just as it must make what was previously deemed to be impossible seem attainable, it is worth recalling that what is currently called realistic was itself once, oh, oh, sorry, I lost my place there. Uh, uh, impossible. The slew of privatization that took place since the night. What are we talking about? <laughs> Brad, I mean, if, we- if anybody wants me to call and read them um, Capitalist Realism by Mark Fisher, I'll be glad to, I guess. 
No, but like, wouldn't. I mean, I mean, you're gonna throw me some dollars. You're gonna throw me some dollars on that. But I mean, if that's what you're into, I guess I don't if you know. Want, if you want a professional reading by a host of Ramjack, get in contact with us and be prepared uh, to, I guess. Don't be surprised with the sticker shock it takes for to get Brad on the phone away from his time editing or just living his life and his movie pass. But if I'm sure there's a price, right, Brad? There's a price for everything. There's a price <laughs> for everything. I guess apparently, unless you want to disrupt the price and like have somebody else read. I don't know how this fucking world works anymore. It sounds pretty fucking stupid to me. <laughs> Brad, uh, also today, uh, a headline caught my caught my eye, and this is a very brief thing to talk about, but the headline reads, Super successful people like Warren Buffett swear by their hobbies, so I spent a month trying to find one of my own to mixed results. What the, f- what the fuck is happening in this world, Brad? Oh, what do you... What is this person? This person is an adult. There's a picture of them. They're easily in their mid-20s, if not late-20s. They're just now trying to find hobbies because Warren Buffett has a hobby and swears by it, and they had mixed results. Hobbies? You can't find hobbies. <laughs> like you can't. What is? What is wrong with? Pe- Listen, I mean, obviously the people that are actually able to afford to have jobs where they write stupid ass hot takes on the internet are people that have had money and privilege to do such things, where they. I, it can like blindly fall through life enough that they don't bother to develop a personality or hobbies. I guess that's a thing. I'm such a bland milk toast, uh, bland piece of shit that I don't have any interest of my own. So Red. I thought about developing some over the course of this article. Cool. So let me just read the first paragraph of this. Also, I, I really my dream is to develop a podcast network. I don't have any <laughs> ideas for a podcast though. The more of those episodes of those uh, uh, two women doing that that I listen to, the more it almost seems like a scam to a new level because every episode is about the uh, the Bitcoin funding platform that they use to fund their podcast. God, everything's so a scam. I'm like, what? It's so a okay. Scam. So Brad, this person who's trying to find hobbies, this is what this is how their this is how their article starts, their hot take think piece. Oh boy. My friend showed me a photo on his phone. Paragraph. That is the end beginning and end of the paragraph. <laughs> it was a picture Space. of his dick. <laughs> We're in a dimly lit restaurant and I have to squint to see the screen. He's a but very there, small piece. <laughs> but there it is. A picture of a picture. The second picture being a poster to which my friend has taken colored markers and scrawled words of encouragement for two other friends of his who participate in a dance performance. You, you know what? It would have been better if it was a dick pic. I, the word, those words have never been said, but I stand by them. That would have been fun. It would have made it, I would have laughed, and I would not have talked about how stupid this article is on Ramjet. It suddenly occurs to me just how meta all this is. Paragraph. I'm writing a story about hobbies. And that's, I don't understand why, the bullet, so this article has the article title, bullet points to quickly go through the article if you want to, and then the article. Here are the bullet points. I spent a month trying to different hobbies in an effort to become a more interesting person? You failed. You <laughs> failed. You're a failure. Call your family. Tell them you've given up. Goodbye. I failed. Here are the hobbies that brought mixed results for this individual. These hobbies include baking, meditating, coloring, and letter writing. What? I, 
How awful were those letters? How awful were those letters? So these bullet points are what made me bring this to the podcast. Here's the third one. Many successful people, like they said in the uh, title of the article, like Warren Buffett, speak publicly about their hobbies, and experts I spoke to say that hobbies can make you happier. Dash, but too few people have them. (laughs) What are you fucking saying? Too few people don't have things they're interested in doing. Do they not? What do they do? What Have do they you... do? I guess when you when you live in a bubble where you fucking uh, went to a really a very nice series of schools and then had a bunch of fucking internships and now you're writing shitty articles for the internet because you can afford to do such things because your parents have fucking uh, paled for your failure ass to make it through life. I guess. I guess. Because that's the only way I can see you being such a bland, useless piece of shit. Uh, why don't you call somebody and read a book? Uh, author of this article, I would have also accepted, instead of dick pics, as Brad suggested, that after those first uh, two paragraphs, you had said, I just realized that I had completely forgotten that hobbies existed. Like, it just slipped my mind. Because that would have also been pretty funny, that you could have lived an existence that you forgot. <gasps> like, suddenly, oh my god, Brad, I forgot about hobbies. Oh my god, I forgot. How do you, every human being on the fucking planet has a hobby, no matter what no matter so what's I'm, going on. So, so after this, um, I called some of my other friends that were also Hillary Clinton staffers, and we all discussed how sad it was that Donald Trump's star had been been uh, um, hit broken on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And we all talked about how that wasn't the right way to go out doing things. I'm just, I'm just assuming. I'm just assuming that you're the worst. You're the absolute fucking worst. Here's the last bullet point. In the end, I realized the only person I was trying to impress was myself. I thought you were trying to and you get failed. a hobby. And you failed to impress yourself, didn't you? Dash. And I did. did I, impressed, you? I impressed myself with failing. <laughs> it's coloring, letter writing, meditating, and baking. But you know what? That's the journey. I wrote an article for Business Insider. Maybe there's something to all this, this who, stuff Warren Bunn's talking about. Who wrote this article? I, I already I already closed the window, friend. I can, can you find I it? can send it to you. I mean, I have it earmarked it, for the it, show. Send it. I'm, I, we're we're, we're going to find out who this person is and what their <laughs> life has been. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad is a new hobby, a mission of finding new who this mission. person is. We're going we're gonna to find our friend and learn about their life. I, like, I, come on. Uh, there's, uh, I, uh, this is going to be a gold mine. I promise you that. I, I look forward to your investigation. Um... Here, I'm forwarding Brad the article. Go to it, friend. Uh, while you're doing that, I have a question for you. Okay. Brad, what if I told you? I know that you're not in... Would you ever humor playing Dungeons & Dragons? Normally. Possibly. Possibly. What if I told you I found a way for you to get into Dungeons & Dragons that I think you might be into? Alright. Most people need a hook. To get into something a little bit, I don't want to say crazy, because Dungeons and Dragons isn't crazy, it's just role-playing. In a way, Ramjack is its own, whenever we do a bit or something, is not too dissimilar from what you would do in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. We don't have dice, and we don't pretend to fight bad guys, but we talk <laughs> about ideas and concepts, and sometimes we do bits, and they have their own, and they, that, Dungeons and Dragons is a bit game, with dice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if I told you that someone eliminated the barrier of entry for you, friend, by creating Dungeons and Doggies. A a series of miniatures that are super articulate of little dogs 
dressed up in fantasy outfits um, that you can use to play Dungeons and Dragons. Now, these there's uh, 13 miniatures, and they're all of different dog breeds. They are freaking adorable. Absolutely adorable. And each one comes with its own character card that kind of talks about, like, if you need inspiration for these dogs. And then you can play a Dungeons and Dragons campaign of just dogs. <laughs> Running around, doing stuff as dogs. Okay. Alright. Are you intrigued? I'm going to send you a link to I this. Mean, I'm going to see I, if I, I can don't... steal Brad's attention away from this hobby seeker who failed uh, to these adorable dog miniatures. I mean, I love the idea of little dog miniatures, I guess. But I mean, at the same time, I don't. I know about the idea of playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if I want to play a dog. I just want to hang out with dogs. I don't because I think we're now we're into like furry territory where like I want to be a dog. Um, what if there was just a group? These are some of... super cute little uh, um, dogs, though. Aren't they? There's a Chihuahua that's dressed in ninja gear, like tight fitting ninja gear, with holding a knife in his mouth, like he's gonna do something. It's pretty rad. It's pretty cute. There's, there's a wizard dog with a big book on his side. How does he take the book off and read it? I get, I don't... Because they look like dogs that are just dressed up. Like, how would they actually uh-huh. work in a fantasy world? Anyway, all that to say, Brad, I, uh... Does this change anything for you? Should December be D&D December on Ramjack? How would you even, like, play miniature dogs in, in Dungeons & Dragons? When you can do like I, I I mean I grant I've never done like a Dungeons and Dragons thing ever. It's it the thing about those games is it's it just seems like it's very it's a very complex improv with too many rules. Agreed. Um, like I just like I I get like I I understand how this could be fun, but it's it just seems like it's a lot of work, and I feel like. Like I like I've, I've listened to like a um, Dan Harmon's podcast Harmontown, where at the end of the episodes, like they'll play like a Dungeons and Dragons for a while, uh, but they they play a very loose version that's really just more goofing around that I can kind of get down with. But I, it still just seems like there's there's a lot there's just too much work in it. I feel like I'm like, can we just like just like if we're gonna do this, let's just play like a looser improv sort of thing. I I mean I would agree. I mean I do enjoy listening to. Uh... D&D podcast for that reason when people take it a little less seriously and there's not people I guess getting too bogged down in a very strange and abstract rule set it can be fun so you're saying there's a chance with the dog miniatures is what I'm hearing I'm, I'm saying the dog miniatures are cute I just I don't want to play a game as a dog because I don't want to be a dog like yeah I, like I, I like dogs I don't want to be a dog <laughs> Like, I would agree, friend. I just, I just it. saw I it, it, and I thought if 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 I, I thought it might be, but obviously maybe it's not for you, and that's fine. That's fine. These dog miniatures sell for thirty dollars for all thirteen. It's a steal if you do play Dungeons and Dragons and want to bring a dog into your life. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, guys, I'd just like to um, bring up some um, research uh, um, on <laughs> oh. Shanna Leibowitz. Hot off um, the press. She's a strategy reporter for Business Insider. Um, before joining Business Insider in April 2015, she covered mental health for Greatest and personal finance for LearnVest. Shanna studied English and psychology at Brandeis University and received her master's degree in English literature from Columbia University. Um, and her Twitter is killing me. Um, it's just... It's... I mean, it's, it's just a curated... I'm working on this and blah blah blah. Oh, she's just asking for people's input on something she's working on, and 
God. And just commentary on other people's articles. Like, it's... It's... People... It's someone that writes articles, and then her Twitter platform is just for engagement's sake. It's not real or human or personal or... It's... Ah... It's something she's been told she has to do for her career. Uh, like, uh, working on a story about raising super successful kids. Have you done it? DM me! Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Fuck you. Monster. <laughs> God, it's just... she's. I hate her. I hate her. I, I Shockingly, I haven't seen anything about hashtag resistance. Um, but that's because her Twitter account is is even more... Um, it's, it's so impersonal and... It's even more bland than any hashtag resistance person that I assumed she might be. So, she actually has less personality than hashtag resistance. I mean, her article about making a hobby, kind of, you would think that would be insane, and we did say it was, until you start reading the article, which I only did partially of. When you start getting into it, you realize, oh wait, maybe maybe this woman really doesn't know about hobbies, and okay. She, Brad investigated her life, so you know. Now we know this is a tragic or yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't see anything about who her parents are, which is what I'm interested in. Um, that's what I'm really interested in. Um, but I can't seem to find it. Let me tell you something. After having read a little bit more of the article, um, this woman has a life coach. Of course she does. And I'm going to read the article from here. Her name is Susan Moore. Her life coach, no Susie Moore. Uh, reading from the article, uh, Susie told me about a tragic experience she has all too often. She'll ask clients what brings them pleasure or joy, and they won't know how to answer. All they do aside from work is work out, sleep, go to the bar. Wow. What brings them pleasure? I don't know. I work, I work out, I sleep, and I go to the bar. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I Obviously, going to the bar brings you pleasure, or working out does, or else you wouldn't do it. Maybe, maybe I'm a different person than other people. Brad and I are, I would say, highly creative. So is Jonathan. And we all have our own hobbies one way or another. Ramjack itself is a hobby. So, I mean, maybe we're not the people this is for. But maybe there are people who don't understand how Alex. to get joy or pleasure in their life. Well, you think she might, um, because for five months in 2012, according to LinkedIn, she was the happiness editor for Greatest. Oh, the happiness editor. Didn't last long though, did it? Her <laughs> job happy title. For long, could she? Her job title was happiness editor. I am going to edit happiness. That's uh, okay. Well, now we're learning stuff about the people when we chastise. So you went from being a happiness editor to the senior writer in greatest, um, and then she moved to being a sex and relationship writer. Hmm. So she went from happiness um, to uh, um, senior to sex and relationships. So she's, I mean, and all that time, never had a hobby. Never, never had, had a hobby. hobby. Never thought about it. Never even thought about it. You know, I've read a lot about people who are happy, and they seem to mention these things they do outside of work, and working mm-hmm. out, and drinking, and like sleeping. But I just never thought about exploring it personally. Uh, wow. Um, Brad, in Britain, there's a dating show that I desperately want to see, but I was not able to trick uh, the BBC's website yet. Obviously, you can. It's easy to do these things. To stream it online, because it's kind of region-locked, I will do this, because 
I think I kind of want to see this new television show. It's called Game of Clones. Heard of it? Mm-hmm. In Game of Clones, they ask someone what they what they envision their soulmate looking like. Describe to me the person you want to end up with physically, just looks-wise, what do you want? And after that, they go and find eight people that exactly match that criteria across a broad spectrum of personalities, and then, much like The Bachelor, I guess, you're put into a house with people who all look the same, (laughs) but are different, because they're very different personalities across the board, but they just all look like you want them to look. In the pictures for this, they also all dress the same for all the dates. Oh, so weird. I guess the idea is, okay, look, looks aside, if everyone is exactly what you're looking for physically, what personality traits went out? Like, what is, what are you really looking for at that point? But, I mean, that assumes that you have to have such a, a, a specific physical type you're interested in. Like, I can't, like, I, I don't, I can't think of... Like, most people I've ever been attracted to in my entire life are very different looking. I don't think there's really a... I mean, I would agree. And that might also be, Brad, because we're people who have hobbies and are creatives. Mm. Maybe most people don't really... Because I remember when I was younger thinking it was weird when people said they had a type of person as far as looks goes. Now, I would play along with it sometime when I was really young, like in high school. But at the same time, I was thinking, well, I... Like, people, different people are different. I'm not just going to seek out certain types of people. That seems, one, stupid, but also just, like, why? <laughs> that seems odd. Why would you limit yourself? What happens when it gets really weirdly racially uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's some fucking weirdo that's, like, got a real specific, like, uh, like racial thing going on. Dude, I don't know, because I'm surely they, surely they like, filter that out. But at the same time, um, I have to see the show to see what it's like, to see how it operates. I don't, all I know is the premise at this point. I gotta, I gotta see what's up. I'm really into Korean girls that are five foot two. <laughs> no taller. <laughs> no taller. Uh, I, I mean, that's weird. That's really weird. In the picture I see right now that I, uh, got to uh pinned to my email to pinned to my email what the fuck i can't speak that i saved to talk about on the show is a room of all blondes with the same hairstyle in the same red dress and the same black pumps just in a room just smiling at the camera like hey we're waiting for our dude to come in and be like to get to know us so bizarre it's weird that's a really i want to see i want to see it and report back but i just uh-huh. There's that. It's got a. It's got its own kind of twist. That I'm, I'm thinking. I don't know. It could go either way. Yeah. I don't. Mm. Brad, there's a lot of things we choose to do with technology as people, and there's some things that we do that I think, honestly, are just a waste of time. And well, like resources. calling and reading people books. Yes, I will say that. Yes, that's <laughs> a waste of time. Unless it's like a family member and it's something that you did when you were a kid. Like if you're reading to your grandmother or an older person, just like at a, that's different. But not a stranger for the sake of either like cheating on your spouse maybe? Like my question is, in the particular story that I read, is this guy, because both of them are, are used to read to their partners and then don't. Yeah, that, that struck me as weird too. Um, by the way, I only want uh, Korean women that are <laughs> to, to read to me. 
the first night everyone's in the house, I just want them to call me and read. That's uh, it. That's part uh, of the game. Um, other technology that shouldn't exist. Uh, editing happiness. <laughs> Agreed. Um, how about this? There's technology that a... Oddly enough, comes from a, a Brazilian Catholic university. They have uh, trained an AI to comb a website. By the, the way, I'm only interested in Brazilian. Um, <laughs> Real quick, though, if I can get back to my. I only like Brazilian AIs that are. Um, Brazilian AI Catholics who, who, who scan websites and see if there's any naughty pictures on there, and then using that algorithm, the AI algorithm, cover the naughty bits with bathing suits. Please. Guys, that is what this Catholic university spent money on. They want to sell it to ISP, like internet service providers, so that they can pre-screen websites so that people don't have to see nudity online. It's similar. It's similar in style to deep fakes, where someone will augment someone's face onto another body. Except this time, they augment bathing suits and portions, I guess, of the body you can see on it onto other bodies in a natural way, like in a way that is like so overboard, it is bizarre. Um, Your Honor, may I ask a question? Of <laughs> Yes. Um, now, is it not possible that these people, these Brazilian Catholics, could just avoid nude photos on the internet? Now, that is a good question, and I am with you. I'll rest an my case. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, it's not like they were trying. Because you could also just cover them with black bars. I, I disagree with at, censorship. Just not go to them. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. I, under, I understand how and why people have an aversion to, I guess, sexual things on the internet, but it's stupid. I don't agree with it. But why would you go out of your way to create an algorithm that realistically puts on a variety of bodies, just pictures, bathing suits? That is overkill beyond overkill for no reason, when a simpler solution exists. Yeah. Here's the other thing that, that uh, worries the Catholic University. Because they realized, because I guess they reverse engineered it, that it could also do the opposite. It could scan a someone. They said, could someone use this for evil? And someone reprogrammed it to skim a website and then put n uh, make people look naked when they weren't actually naked. Again, looks naked. It's all like f weird out AI Photoshop. It's not real at that point. And they, they have reservations now whether or not people will use it for good or evil, but they hope they won't use it for evil. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> Why did you build this? Yeah, this what, is stupid. This is a stupid thing to invent. Um, it's unnecessary. Um... First, why don't we all just get over our weirdness about the human body, first and foremost. Um, like, stop all these weird, crazy hang-ups about that. And then, uh... Yeah, don't go to websites of things you don't want to see. Case closed. Even more, like I would say, sinister, they built it only for women. Like, it only recognizes naked women and covers them up. Or makes them naked if you reverse engineer it. They did address it, though. They said, look, the reason we didn't do men is because there's far fewer examples of naked men Wait, on the internet. Stopping right there. If I can... Your Honor, can I finish? Your Honor, can I finish? On suggesting that alone, the realization to me is like, oh, dick... Yeah, get rid of, like, gross dudes sending dick pics. If you could just make a technology that would get rid of that, you've actually made this useful. 
But that's, instead they've said, oh, that's not a thing we need to worry that's about. That's not a thing to worry about. But that's the only purpose for it. Look, I've, I've been on the internet and I've never seen a dick pic. I've seen a lot of naked ladies and it bothers me to the point that I feel like I need to create an AI that, you know, magically... I mean, I still, I still want to look at them. I still want to gaze at their bodies and, like, you know, appreciate it. So I made it, it realistic. They came up with a good idea for the wrong reason. Yes. And now they're saying the thing that could actually be used for isn't necessary. Can't cover up dick pics. Sorry. Can't pre-filter dick pics coming into your inbox. We could, but we did. Look, there's not, look, first off, there's not that many dick pics on the internet. I'm sorry to tell you this, but as a Catholic university, we know this thing. We're an authority. Also, there just wasn't time. They say that in their, I argue before it. Not enough dick pics for us to worry about, and there wasn't enough time. We could go back and do it, though. We might go back and do it. Probably won't, but we could. Okay, if you just Googled the words, and I do say the words, dick pic, um, <laughs> you million results. Not to worry about. You should put in nude ladies and see how many of those are. Yeah, I just want to see what the numbers more. are. I'm sure, I'm sure it's done more. Um, it's 1 billion, 300, so it's, it's 1 billion more. Case closed. Case closed. Thank you. Classic <laughs> University has saved a billion... How many were there women? Billions? They saved a billion male souls. Or lesbian souls, though. I guess the Catholic University may not think those count, per se. I, I feel I feel like I've done some real, um, like, like 10-year-old Googling here, because I'm just Googling the, the text words, nude ladies. <laughs> uh, let's like, just say it. Yeah, it's nude ladies after dick pics. So. I mean, th- th- these are the go- these are the googlings of of like either like a ten year old child or an old man that doesn't know how to look for porn. <laughs> Hello, I'm looking for nude ladies. <laughs> oh, what's this? Uh, let's see, I've got uh, freexcafe.com. Mature ladies, spi- mature ladies picks dot com, um, xnxx dot com. Naked, naked mature ladies is up up near the top. We got two hits for those right up on the top. Again, looking at text, not looking at images. <laughs> um. <laughs> Why are we using AI technology to do this, guys? What, just the, do something why, else. How are like the on the first page of Google like four of these like. I mean, clearly, this is old people that are, like, looking this up. Because, like, yeah. the first four things are, like, mature ladies. So it's all, like, older women. Wait, older women? I mean, it says mature ladies are, like, the first... Are, like, there's, like, three or... F- no, four four sites that are coming up that are mature ladies. I mean, I think it's the same thing you're saying. Uh, and maybe, Brad, this is because you're in Florida and Google does, like, region specific... Like, they do... Well, and I'm use... also, I also Googled the words nude ladies, which yeah, is... Yeah, so it's like, all right, never Orlando, been nude anyone. ladies, probably no, a lot of no. old people looking for mature lady pictures. That's bizarre. Unfiltered like they are in Brazil. So weird. Now, oh, now my Google, like, search results are going to be weird forever. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty much, friend, I wouldn't have done what you did. Uh, but we, we as a, on behalf of all the Ram Deck audience, we thank you. And as your co-host, I thank you. Just wanted to see what those numbers looked like. Hey, Catholic University, stop using AI for this. Use AI for other more important things, like maybe carrying disease. <laughs> maybe finding new ways to exploit venture capitalists to give their money to the poor. Yeah. Anything other than this, this, this is a, this is dumb. Check your Art, priorities. At least do it for dick pics, like, <laughs> or maybe you were, rethink you were your. So close. You were so close. Goodness, how awesome would that be to just iOS twelve? Guess what, guys? No one's getting a dick pic in for the re- ever. 
right. even if unless it's like a dick pic you want to see, and even then, do you really want to see? We have to. We can filter them out. It's up to you. But by default, dick pics are filtered out. That would help humanity, and and yeah, instantly, like thirty days after that, I bet society progresses in a way we've never seen before. Cold fusion occurs thirty days after dick pic is eliminated. They could have done the right. They could have done. They could have done humanity a big a good service for this. Brad, update. So, longtime listeners may realize or remember how we spoke for a long time about how Amazon paid a billion dollars to adapt a Hugo-winning Japanese novel, The Three-Body Problem, into a television show. Mm-hmm. I mentioned then that I had interest in reading this because it's supposed to be a really good book series, but I hadn't yet. We were too distracted by the amount of money and how insane that was. Brad, in the meantime, today actually before the podcast, I finished the second book in this series and have to say it is good. You're a fan of hard science fiction, and I will say it is hard science fiction. Not hard science fiction, but like hard Ah. science fiction. (laughs) Not, uh, quote, hard, unquote, but hard science fiction. Maybe I could look up some of this on the internet. I need, I'm looking for some mature science fiction. I'm looking for mature hard science fiction. Buckle up. Oh, the three-body problem. Could, could, oh, I, could, could I get a five-foot-six Korean woman to read the story to me? Let's just see. Um, guys, it's good. And honestly, if it, it lends its... Like, the way it's structured is awesome. Because, one, it's it's a Chinese novel. So you also get part of the Chinese culture, which most people, Western audiences may not be as, like, apt at knowing. So it's neat from that perspective, like just awesome, but it's really good. And it's also not what you'd expect. Like it's hard science fiction, mature science fiction, but in a way that I think is, it feels very different. Like reading it, both books, and I've already bought the third one um, to start reading immediately. Is it worth a billion? I don't know, but I could see why they did it. It is good. And again, if you're into hard or mature science fiction, I would recommend it. If you're not into science fiction, though, I would not recommend it. You have to be into science fiction to like it. But if you are, give it a try. All right, all right. I think it's worth a billion dollars. Just thought I'd update. I felt a little weird about it. It's been weighing heavily on me. Like, should I should I say something about this? For the investigation, I think it was worth a billion dollars for them. Billion? It was worth a billion dollars? I think it could be worth upwards of a billion dollars. a lot of money. That's not that much. How many billions of dollars have... Uh, hey, hey, has movie pass blown through? Well, not enough. Not enough. Clearly. Not enough. And granted, there's no Robert the Rich Gift to the Poor aspect of Amazon, and Amazon may actually be a bigger problem overall than we'd like it to be. Still, Definitely. as an intellectual property, there's a gold mine there that I'm interested in seeing. Alright. Friends, it's that super special time of the week where we chat about Denver, the last dinosaur!
got a minute to summarize Denver the Last Dinosaur. Oh boy. Uh, the first half of a two-parter. Um, if you get it in a minute on the dot, you're Braveheart. Anything else doesn't matter, friend. It does kind of matter, because if you go over, that means you forgot about them for the last dinosaur, and how could you forget? Um, for the record, just to clarify, it's not really a two-parter, but on YouTube it was broken into four parts for some reason. Um, but we only watched the first two parts, because that's the yeah. length of, of half an hour or so. Uh, we yeah. watched the first two 11-minute halves. So we've watched half of an episode of Denver. Um, but it, it was a special pilot episode. Like, right. the actual episodes are only 30 minutes long. So when it was in syndication, I guess it was broken up into two halves. Probably. Probably. I would hope. Um, oh, boy. So, yeah, don't forget about it. Don't be a chump. Don't be a dino chump and do it in under 50 seconds. Or 55 seconds, but if it's 55 to a minute, great. A minute, though, is what you're going for. Are you prepared to talk about Denver, the last dinosaur? Um, almost. Get another video monitor up here. I need to both these have these files here. To, to While Brad's doing that, let me give you some facts about Denver. It was nationally syndicated throughout the United States in 1988, Read but it reruns. To me. Mm. <laughs> with reruns airing until 1990, which is probably when I saw Denver, the last dinosaur, or at least kind of really remember it because I remember Denver the Last Dinosaur at least the theme song from childhood but I don't remember anything about the cartoon Brad I'm gonna be made it on the clock are you prepared sure on dino ready set dino all right guys um it's the first half of the first half of Denver the Last Dinosaur uh we got a bunch of these weirdo kids that are mostly Ninja Turtles um <laughs> <laughs> They're in a museum, <laughs> hanging out. This weird no nerd Poindexter that looks like he's from Night Ranger um, is there to study because they're gonna take a test about dinosaurs, so they have to study at a museum. I don't really understand. Um, <laughs> they get menaced by some really lame-ass bullies, um, so they go to hide, and then they come across a dinosaur egg that's just hanging out, um, like in a hole, um, and it hatches. And there's Denver, and they name him Denver. Um, but he apparently has, like, mind powers? I don't know what's going on. He understands <laughs> human speech. It's crazy. Um, they try to hide him in the old-school gymnasium that's gonna be destroyed for some reason. Um, doesn't really work out. He escapes. Um, but then there's this guy that's starting a rock group, and he's gonna put Denver in concert, and he's taking him around the country, but they're gonna be leaving for Japan, so he steals Denver, and they're, they're gonna get him back, and that's where we stop the up. One minute. <laughs> Artfully done. You got everything in. Yeah. Now we're gonna pepper in the minutia because there's a lot of it in Denver the Last Dinosaur. Really friend, you should be proud. I am. I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can fill this slash. I don't know if I can get it in. Whew. It's the problem with these synopses. There's, there's too much and too little to talk about. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, there's this group of California teens that, as Brad said. Seem to have the voice of Ninja Turtles, at least. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we 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 100% got th um, at least three Ninja Turtle actors. Um, like, there, there's the guy that... There's definitely Leonardo and uh, Michelangelo, straight up. It's the same actors. And there's also the guy that does the voice of Krang is one of the, uh, one of the other ones. Or maybe he's that one. I don't know which one he is. Um... I don't, I, the, I don't know who the hell these kids are. Like The West Coast teen voice that at least two of these characters have 
is almost too much for me. Yeah. One of them kind of talks like this, and it's like crazy, you know? Yeah. And they have a banter when they're just hanging out. Like, they'll be exercising, and they'll be like, all right, yeah, cool, sick move, yeah, dude, cool. And, but it's like two of them talking at the same time doing it. And one of them has like a, a West Coast, but like maybe a Hispanic like accent yeah. with it. And that it's, is one I cannot replicate. It's, it's, it is... It's Leonardo um, with a slight, um, yeah, a slight um, Latino flavor. It's it's those two voices in tandem, like yeah. exercising or doing something where they're kind of encouraging each other, but also kind of like dogging each other, I guess in oh, a spirited it's... kind of ribbing that makes Denver the Last Dinosaur, it takes it to a level that it sh- normally probably wouldn't go to. Mm-hmm. I... I'll be honest, I kind of like it. It's weird. Oh, it is. It yeah. is weird. Yeah. Of the, of, I mean, I granted, of the, of the two shows we watched this week, uh, this is far more fascinating. Um, because oh, I'll yeah. just say it right now. I, Galaxy High almost took me out. Like, I don't, I, I, oof, that was harsh. Um, but yeah, this is bizarre. I, these kids, yeah, because again, we got these two Ninja Turtles, um, with these crazy voices. But like all of these kids are weird, because we yeah. had shade, we had shades, and some other kid, um, and those are the two Ninja Turtle voices. But then we got these other two, like all these kids are fucking weird, because then we got the two uh, white kids, and one of them is the nerd, but I he looks like he should be the jock, like yeah he. He looks like a fucking... He looks like he should be a Night Ranger, first of all. Um, because he's a weird-looking dude. Um, but he's apparently the nerd. But then, like, the little one that looks like he should be the nerd is wearing this hat that I do not understand. <laughs> like, what is his hat? I don't know. It's hard to really even explain. It's, it's a hat that is so weird... It's like he stole it from the Fat Albert gang. A, a, a group of kids known for wearing weird hats. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Is it kind of supposed to be a winter hat where it has the flaps that cover your ears? But it's just... Why would you wear that in California? Like in L.A.? Because it happens in Hollywood, California. I, I guess that's what it has to be, but it, it? it doesn't look like it. Now granted, the animation quality isn't good. It's I, okay, it's serviceable, but it's like... I feel, I, I don't know, it looks almost like like Egyptian or something. It's like... I mean, it could also be like, there could be like a mosquito net there to keep mosquitoes away from his face, because there's, it's, the, the flaps are the thing around the actual cap that goes down the fabric is way too long for any practical purpose. Yeah, but the, there's, also the front is weird. Like, I don't, like... I don't understand. I'm I'm taking a screenshot of this hat. I'm, t- I'm taking it to the group. Um, this you should. will obviously come out. Um, by the time you're hearing this, hopefully this debate will have been long settled. Uh, well, let's not forget that the sister of one of the guys who fixes their dirt bikes, who's like a, a tomboy mechanic, her baseball cap is way too far uh, back on her head. I'm, so everyone is having hat problems in California. I mean, it is... It's shocking. Um... The the hat problems that were going on in California in this time. Like, what year was this? 88. 88. 88 was a weird year for hats. Um. Yeah. But, so, as 
God, just some of the action shots in this, because there's a lot of just like in your face, like kids on skateboards or bikes. One kid's outfit has a number one on it, but then his bike also has a number one. So does this kid just love number ones? It's the jock kid that bred. Yeah. All the all these kids are just like, with the exception of uh, I don't. What do we call Hat Kid? Just Hat Kid, the dude with the weird hat. Yeah. These are like cool California kids. How would they get bullied at all? Because the bully seems like people that these people would be bullies too. Like there's a weird reversal that I don't understand. Um. So yeah, they're in the museum. They're going to go to the La Brea Tar Pits to kind of learn more about dinosaurs. As Brad said, they got to study about dinosaurs. Um, there's also a guy at the museum who is trying to... Um, I guess he bought the museum to level so that he can make a profit. And this is the guy who is going to make it big some way. Don't really understand it all. Wait, what? I think maybe he's... Isn't he making? Isn't he leveling the museum to build a club or something like a nightclub? Where did you get that from? I did not. I got it from the importance of my imagination. He he wants to, he wants to purchase one of the dinosaurs um, that's in the museum um, for his rock show. Um, but the guy's like, "This is a museum. We don't sell <laughs> dinosaurs that are on loan." Guys, I got this really messed up, and I apologize. <laughs> so yeah, they leave. The kids run into the bullies at some point trying to get out, and the kids are kind of um, forced to go over a fence um, to try to receive, like, to retrieve someone's notes that they took. Because no. done. Um, Am I getting all of this wrong? Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah Alex, Christ. you are, you are, you are very off. Let me. Sorry, I was, I was posting the hat in the Facebook group. Um, Brad, um, you tell me what happened at dinner for the last dinosaur. Yeah, because well, I'm blowing it. Yeah, I'll explain. So, hold on. We just got a response from Matt in the Facebook group. I'm checking to see if he has any explanations about the hat. Uh, uh, he's clarified that the hat is red. All right. Well, we'll, we'll check in later. Matt's on the job. Uh, hopefully we'll... Uh, all right, yes. So, Alex, what has happened in this in this episode of this television show? Um, so, the kids come outside. They're being bullied by these 50-year-old uh, bullies. Um, one of which... Um, might be a troll. Like he, he looks—he <laughs> looks very strange. Um, yeah. Um, odd that, nose, odd face structure. It's yeah. strange. He—he's either—he's either a troll. Okay, he's—he's he's one of three things. He's a troll man. Um, he's the human form of Shrek. Um, or he's young Peter Griffin. <laughs> he is one of those. <laughs> yes, that is—that is correct. So, so um, they're being menaced by them. Um, what the what the uh, um, fifty-five uh, lead year old uh, leader of this bully gang um, with a cut-off jacket um, that's really crazy, by the way, um, throws um, uh, Night Ranger nerds uh, notes into um, into the uh, tar. Um, yes. Yeah, and uh, so then they are trying to escape. So they run away into a fenced-off area that says "keep out." Um, to 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 add some stuff to that, they use their extreme sports skills to do essentially jumps and tricks over Troll Guy to make him look a fool because he's like "whoa" as they're like skateboarding up to him, jump over him. Which how do you have the ups for this kid? And like jump over him and land back on the skateboard or like doing a trick with their bike and then they use that to escape they dip into 
uh, a secured wooden fence that has one plank out, and the troll slash 50-year-old men like just don't even notice that they do that as they're escaping, and they just run right past them. And then they're in a, another secluded part of the uh, museum slash tar pit area. I mean, it's very strange. It seems as though if there was any effort at all made... They could have said this was part of an archaeological dig, but instead, it seems as though it is across the street from the museum, so it seems as though it is a separate location, but it is just a fenced-off parcel of land, square, that is no grass, all dirt, um, where this fucking egg has been unsurfaced, but is in no way protected at all, except by this shoddy, shoddy fence with a handwritten keep-off sign. There's also, like, a tar pit that the dude got his notes thrown into that is just kept at bay with a chain-length fence? Yeah, and that is no. not connected to this, by the way. That is, no. like, elsewhere. Yeah. It's, a, it's somewhere else. Like, wh- like, hey, California? Because, um, by the way, we're also within distance of the Hollywood sign. Mm-hmm. What's going on that you have the Hollywood sign on one corner, you got fucking the tar pits on another, you got this weird secluded... Um, fenced off dirt area that is holding nothing but a giant dinosaur egg and then you got like a museum and rodney dangerfield running around like what's (laughs) happening people are reckless in la i don't understand it seriously um so when they're in the fence they see that what we know is a dinosaur egg to them they're like what the hell is that thing and as young as young men who are uh talented in extreme sports one of them says, Hey, I bet I can jump that, whatever it is. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. Watch. Yeah, yeah, let me pedal my bike up. Yeah. And he's like narrating what he's doing. It's so it's weird. Like, Don't do it. That's my new bike. Um, guys, you're in like a small fin scenario of dirt. What's going to happen? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm going to use this dirt mound. It's like a half pipe. Cool. Let me do a trick. All right. Yeah, you can see what's going on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to jump. And when he jumps over it, he immediately goes, Oh, no. <laughs> and he lands on the on the egg, it hatches, out pops a dinosaur. Yeah. And Guys, Brad and I just spent five seconds in silence looking at each other in awe. I assume. I, uh, sorry, I'm still trying to figure out this hat. Um, I'm sorry, perplexity. Hat yes. uh, it's really deal. I'm having some real issues with it. Um, yeah. So Denver pops out of this egg, and immediately he clearly has psychic powers, because he understands yeah. human speech, and can understand concepts, because they're like, hey, uh, we should put him on the football team. And then he starts, like, miming being a football player, which means that he's clearly, <laughs> from their thoughts alone, understood yes. the concept of being a football player, which terrifies me. It terrifies me <laughs> that a fucking giant prehistoric beast has been waiting and can now read our thoughts. It is dinosaurs were creatures that you can't extrapolate as much as we thought just from bones, Brad. They were complex creatures with special powers we can only begin to understand. Um, also, meanwhile, um, this fucking record producer guy that was trying to buy the dinosaurs in the museum, who is like a weird Rodney Dangerfield character. Like it, it looks like Rodney Dangerfield. He he kind of does like a Rodney voice, um, but he's like in like. 70s like a deep v like uh this like purple like uh, um lounge suits with like a um, gold chain it's like he's like uh hey i'm gonna get that dinosaur and put him in my act 
What is your show? <laughs> it's the hottest thing Vegas has ever seen. Then why are you in LA? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't get it. Like, like you can't just, like, find some, like, drug-addicted, like, teenagers that you can take advantage of and, like, just get them to sign a shitty deal? Like, why do you need dinosaurs? What is your deal? There are I... special effects artists in L.A. that it would easy, you could pay pennies, probably, to make these things as a way to break into the business. Like, dude, you could get a realistic-looking dino skeleton. Come on. Yeah, I don't, like, what, he just, this guy wants a dinosaur rock and roll show. That's, like, his dream. It's, like, he's already printed these posters that he's going to have a dinosaur rock and roll show, and damn it, now he's going to get a dinosaur. Why is he just looking around the back of the museum slash tar pit slash excavation site? <laughs> what is this? Does he have better stuff to do as a producer or something? Yeah. Uh, oh, what? You think this creep has something better to do than to follow around uh, underage kids? Guess not. That's his MO, now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, also something that's a little weird is Denver shows them that he's not a bad dinosaur by licking their faces. Yeah. That's weird. Mm, um, I don't like it. But it's how dinosaurs greeted each other. So, they decide they're going to give Denver a name. His dinosaurs did not have names, I'm assuming, and he can't convey with the psychic powers. One of the guys, again, haphazardly is like, you know, I don't know what we should name him. Maybe he looks through the wooden fence and sees a bus that says something about going to Denver, Colorado. He's like, Denver! Denver's a great name for a dinosaur! And they're all like, yeah, Denver will be perfect, yeah. And that's how Denver gets his name? Yeah. Here's the genius part of this and the best part of any animation we've watched this month. The music's playing like do, 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 do. And then they're like, I don't know, maybe we could name him. And they look out and see the bus. He's like, Denver. And after he says that, we hear in the background with the music, Denver, boop, boop. <laughs> and for the rest of the series, that is the background music. Just like gentle music and all, of a, all of a, like out of nowhere, sometimes randomly in the music, you'll just hear gentle. Denver. It is genius. It is perfectly executed. And it is amazing. <laughs> I don't even know. I love this part of this. Ramjack needs this in our podcast. We need a, like a, a jazz riff. It's like do, 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 do. If anybody wants to make this, um, it should happen. Can yes. Figure out, figure out how to make this happen. Uh, we're not going to force Chris to do this um, because we already um, forced Chris to do part of uh, fucking um, brand new smile, which was fucking amazing, by the way. Um, <laughs> so fucking awesome. Um, so they're trying to figure out how um, to get Denver back to the house because they're going to take it to Hat's house. Um, that's what I'm calling him now. His name is Hat. Um, because like, hey, uh, well, I got so many brothers and sisters, nobody will even notice it one more. Like, oh, really? They won't notice the dinosaur? Okay, cool, I guess. Um, so they, there's, luckily there's a parade happening. So they're just gonna march him through the parade as though he's a part of the parade. Yeah. It'll be a great chance for them to show off their bike skills, or their skateboarding skills, with a giant dinosaur. Because the dinosaur can't be real. Yeah. They're right behind, like, a, a sci-fi float. Um, and there's like, well, there's like a, there's the float. I mean, I don't know what the hell this parade is, but there's like jungle man. And then there's like a, then there's like a, a space thing. So I really want to believe that this is like a Scientology parade. <laughs> Cause like, I'm like, I don't know. We're talking about like jungle stories and space. Story. This sounds like some L. Ron Hubbard shit. I think oh, they yeah. may have like joined like a Sci-Fi parade. <laughs> the first one is prairies. Then, then yeah. Then it's the jungle. Then it's like almost nights meet space. And then it's oh, these yeah. kids, these these 
little kids on their bikes and their uh, skateboards and their dinosaurs. Definitely, this is definitely an Elrond Hubbard parade. <laughs> Amazing. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure Turl is on the third float, the sci-fi float. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and here comes Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, they go to Hat's house, and they hide, uh, well, I think they just let Denver hang out with the boys at the pool, because the kids are already not, in, like, they're like, well, let's play volleyball in the pool? They, well, they, they're like, oh, we'll take him to the pool house. Nobody ever goes there. Um, what's up, rich kid? <laughs> like. Seriously. Fucking pool. Oh, just take him to the pool house. Nobody ever goes there. Um, also, cute cartoon dog. Love this cartoon yes. dog. They're also, like, hiding in the bushes in the guy's backyard, which is weird. Like, why at this point? But you're... It's one of the things... An interesting coincidence. Brad's right. This dog is adorable. The dog is kind of, like, shocked and scared by Denver, which is Mm -hmm. cute. Um, When Brad and I were researching episodes to watch or shows, I noticed, like, I guess a montage or, like, the opening to the Rambo cartoon which also features a dog getting scared. But if that dog, oh. instead of getting scared by a dinosaur, is scared by a tank that oh. uh, topples a brick wall, and the dog's like, Arf! Yikes. I don't know anything about that Rainbow cartoon, but it looks bizarre. Oh, I think, guys, um, spoiler alert, we may be learning more about the Rambo cartoon. Um, but cute dogs getting scared in animation, it's a thing. Defo. Um... So yeah, they take they take Denver to the pool house, um, he, he eats some chips, um, um, and they're like, boy, I wish we knew more about uh, Denver's time. Uh, then we could definitely pass our test. All right. So Denver's oh, yeah. like, oh, no worries. I got this. And he pulls out from the bag a piece of his shell that, they, that they've got. And he's like, and he, they have, he has them all touch the shell. And then they go like, then voiceover comes over to inform us. Um, that by touching the shell, they're having like some weird out-of-body experience where they go back and see dinosaur times. And then we just see, like, far more realistic than Denver, animations of dinosaurs um, just living life back in... But, I mean, they cover, like, millions of years, because a lot of these dinosaurs didn't exist in the same time. It's not important. What's None of important them have feathers these, either, so... None of them have feathers. I want to see Denver popping some feathers. That's a common misconception that dinosaurs had feathers. Denver tells us what's up. Um... Also, so, common misconception is they they lived after the time of Christ. Um. <laughs> <laughs> a really big misconception. So, yeah, so Denver's showing them this, and the narrator's just telling us everything about dinosaurs, like, giving us real dinosaur facts. Yeah. To the point where I wonder, is this Denver's mother, like, talking to him from the past? Or, like, I, I was wondering, going is this, on? Is this some weird, like, um, we're trying to get some kind of dollars for, like, some sort of educational oh. um, point? If every episode of Denver has one of these, that would be interesting. Now it's the shell moment of the episode, kids. Oh. So, uh, yeah, we cut to... Alright, now we're in our second part of our of our YouTube uh, um, chop job. <laughs> and uh, these these kids are just hanging out in the pool. I, I love they're just they're like, oh, let's, have, let's play in the pool. Guys, what, are you already bored with your dinosaur? <laughs> Is that not interesting enough for you now? You gotta hang out in the pool and play volleyball? Did you get bored hanging out with a fucking dinosaur that can communicate with you telepathically and take you on, like, mind journeys into the past? Did that get boring? <laughs> Denver's already been regulated to pet status because he's hanging out with a dog by the pool yeah. as these kids play volleyball. I mean, what the- you found the last dinosaur, you asshole! What are you, <laughs> what are you doing? 
They accidentally knock their volleyball into the pool house and they ask Denver to go get it with the dog. He goes in there and oh no, Pat's sister comes back from whatever she's been doing. And she's scared and trying to like, I guess, corral Denver in order to like, shoo him out of the garage. Also unimpressed it's a dinosaur, I guess. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Um, they're like, no, sis, it's our friend. He's a dinosaur. Oh, okay, cool, I guess. Whatever. I'm like, hey, sis, um, now that you're okay with this, will you take a picture of us hanging out with our dinosaur friend? <laughs> the most common the most uh, common thing you could ask someone, just like, nothing crazy. Look, take a dino pic. This is before the age of selfies. All they had were Polaroids. So they, t- they take a Polaroid of this dinosaur, and then Hat's like, hey, Denver, here you go. It's your first photograph. Because <laughs> cool. we all remember the first photograph we were gifted by a friend or a loved one. Um, and Denver's like, um, fuck y'all, I got magic shell that can try- that can take you back into Mind Palace memories. I don't yeah. know if I need photographs. I can but... relive this moment anytime I want. In yeah, but, uh, vivid detail. I guess whatever, I'm your pet now or something. <laughs> um, so they're like, um, guys... You know, like, this isn't going to work out, uh, Denver hanging out in our pool house. You should take him somewhere else. Like, maybe that old school gymnasium that they're planning on tearing down in a couple of months. Why? Yeah. Like, at that point, you mean give him a home that will be destroyed very soon? That also, he could theoretically die in or someone could discover him and use, like, use his shell for nefarious purposes? Are the odds greater that he's going to be found in this, apparently, uh, in this, uh, um... At the, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? The, um... The pool house? The pool house that no one apparently goes into except, um, these kids and his sister. Um, their family... Uh, are are the odds greater that he might be found out in a school? In a, <laughs> in a school? Granted, the gym may be closed, but everything else in that fucking building still open and teeming with people. I mean, it's not a sound strategy. These are kids... I, I mean, his sister might be 17 or 18, so she's not technically, like, she's more toward an adulthood than they are, but they're just kids, man. They have a test. They have a a, a pass-fail test on dinosaurs later. Like, I don't even know what's going on. What grade yeah. are they even in? So they're like, well, we better disguise him, uh, which starts, by the way, with Denver getting his signature uh, um, pink shades. Yep. Um, so that we've the had that special who- moment. The kid who has the, uh, like, West Coast Latino voice just has, we'll call him Shades because he just carries His name is Shades, yeah. Oh, his name is Shades? Yeah. He later grows up to be the character Shades on Luke Cage, by the way. Ooh. Um, Why does this fucker have that red hat on again? That's just his character, right? That must have taken so much work to end, like to draw in every frame. It's stupid. Why does this fucker wear the hat? Why does Shades have extra shades? <laughs> like, and I'm Shades gonna... large enough to fit the face of a dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, and they they do the classic uh, Ninja Turtle move of uh, throwing a uh, throwing an overcoat on him, and then they I, they I don't know, they put like a broom on his head or something. It's very strange. Yeah, an old lady stops him on the street and is like, Wait a minute, is that a mature dinosaur I see on the road? No, Granny, don't worry about it. It's just our friend, Denver. All right. He's, but he has a very green complexion. That's because he's from Greenland. <laughs> yeah. And they high five. Like, this is like the best thing in the world. And the grandmother's just like, Our kids these days. I have dementia, so <laughs> I guess it's fine. 
I guess it's fine. I'm dying. Why are you wearing that stupid hat? What was that, Grandma? You don't think I can jump over three cement blocks? <laughs> Watch this. I hope you all die before me. Whoa, accident! Um, Hurrah! <laughs> so yeah, they go and just go to the school. I, I don't, to get into the log gymnasium, they get like a really long ladder for some reason. Like, well, I guess they borrow it from like, go ahead. Yeah, they, so they can't, they can't reach, um, because they're gonna have to break in through the window. Um... Um, because obviously the building is locked. Um, this is certainly a situation I've never dealt with in my life where we had to break into a school, um, and climb in through, uh, sketchy means, uh. But you didn't go through a second story window. You went from a second story escape hatch or roof hatch. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Was that hatch left open and a whole room of musical God. books destroyed because of the rainstorm? Uh, I, who's to say? Who's to say it happened that way? Um, what's to say is that Brian Hopper said a fucking idiot, and he fucking blew our cover. We may never know what actually happened, Brad, and if Denver had his shell here, we could settle uh, it. Yeah. Never trust a fucking Hoppers. <laughs> uh, but we got into that school. The show Denver, must go on. The show must go on. Denver and his friends get in the school. They borrow a ladder from uh, the mechanic sister, and in exchange for one of the kids going on a date with her because she's infatuated with him. Flat top. Yeah. So, yeah, they climb in and they get in. And then they're like, well, Denver, you're gonna have to hang out here until tomorrow. We'll see you after school. First of all, I was like, what the fuck is this dinosaur supposed to eat? Like, I mean, all of this happened really quickly. And again, let's not discount that these kids went on this adventure, went into the past, and blew it off to play volleyball and then just abandoned this dinosaur in a gymnasium. They deserve everything that happens in the rest of this episode. Because they're dummies. Yeah. If Brad, if we found a Denver, we wouldn't just abandon it. No, we'd we'd be we'd be we'd be figuring out how to make the most money out of this possible. <laughs> While also giving Denver, uh, acclimating him to the present times and helping him and his his species. And maybe? making as much money as fucking possible. I mean, we can't exploit Cedric in that way. We can't. No. But Denver? A dinosaur? The last I, dinosaur? The last dinosaur. Think about the, how much money we get from t just touring. I, just every venue. I mean, I don't know if touring is the way to go. I, a lot of questions. Well, I mean, we'll have to find out more, I think, in the second part about how the hell that works. Um, but, but yeah, so they just leave this dinosaur for a day. So we cut to it's the next day. Um, oh, by the way, uh, fucking Rodney's still out in his van, like, um, keeping an eye on the situation. He's called in some reinforcements to help him snatch this dino. Um, but it's the next day. Um, hats in class... Not paying attention because he's worried about this dino, who, by the way, is snuck out of the gym and is just like roaming around the school. Denver's weird. Like, I don't understand. We saw the past dinosaurs, and Denver does not follow the profile of any of them. No. Um, so, yeah, um, they. Rodney Dangerfield comes up with a plan with his lackeys to capture Denver and take him on the road. How did this. How does this actually go down in theory? Okay. Because. So after this, they're like, uh, um, um, after Hat gets out of class, he's like, he goes to find Denver. Um, all the other kids have already found Denver and like hidden him in a bush. Um, they're like, all right, we got to figure out how the hell to get him out of here. Cause this shit is not working. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to hide him under the bleachers 
No, they say we're gonna ditch him under the bleachers. <laughs> like, you assholes keep, like, abandoning this baby dinosaur. <laughs> that just hatched, by the way. Um, and, like, like, their whole goal is to, like, get this somewhere and abandon it. Like, I don't know why they act like they're friends. Because, like, that's not how you fucking treat a friend. No, not at all. Um, but they're like, alright, we just gotta get him um, over to the bleachers, hide him there, and then we'll figure out what to do. Cool. Yeah. So they get him under the bleachers, and then uh, they're trying to figure out how. What they're, they're waiting for the for everyone to clear out from school, so that they can move him to wherever the hell they're getting him to next. They're not very good at planning these children. Um, but then fucking Rodney Dangerfield and his crew is like comes up to these fifty uh, year old bullies and is like, "Hey, we'll pay you guys to go hassle those kids and keep them occupied." They do. They play skateboard keep away with the kids. They're easily distracted and taken away from Denver. Denver has pom-poms hide behind him. He comes out from under the bleachers and is like, where are my friends? Do they and leave what me is, again? What is a friend? And while he's contemplating this, uh, they sneak up behind him, the actual 50-year-old men uh, hired by Rodney Dangerfield, and they put a uh, big megaphone over his head, like those old cheerleader, like giant megaphones, over his head. And another guy comes in with, uh, what would you call that, like a dolly? Um, yeah. The, he comes in, takes Denver off his feet and runs away. And then Ronnie Dangerfield's like, yeah. And then they escape with Denver. And the kids come back, can't find him. They go riding on their bikes trying to figure out what's going on. So they couldn't figure out what was going on. So they went back to Hat's house um, and they're just playing, they're fucking, they've decided, hey, we're gonna play some ping pong. Like, hey, you fucks, like, a dinosaur has, is on the loose and escaped. Um, like, and now you're back to fucking playing games. <laughs> like, Brad, they're kids, they don't understand the world, they got a lot of energy. Maybe it's okay for them to play ping pong and just, like, um, spitball concepts of how to get their dinosaur back. Can we talk about Rich Kid's house? Um, I'm sorry, Hat Kid? Hat Kid's house? Oh no, it's Rich Kid. Because he has a fucking sport room. Because this room they're playing ping pong in, um, there it's like it is the sport room because there's um there's a framed like tennis thing on the wall, there's like a deer head, there's like a trophy case. Oh yeah. Um They're game hunters here in Hat's house. Like, what the fuck is this rich people shit? Um Speaking of what the fuck is this shit, sister comes in is like, guys. Your dinosaur is going on tour. And she unwraps a giant poster that shows Denver with a guitar. Like, guess what? I got a band now, y'all. Rockin' Dinos is what it says on the poster. Like, Denver looks happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe because, like, um, finally someone's paying attention to him because these assholes have spent more time abandoning him than they've spent being friends. So, yeah, I don't... Because this is an animation and it's hard to understand, I'm assuming this is a photograph of Denver? Maybe in the world? I don't know, but it's interesting. But you're right. That's why he's happy. Because he found someone who actually is like, Hey, Denver, what can you do? Can you play music? Would you like to? Share your voice and your culture with the people of today. Come on! The kids decide we got to get Denver back. We've got to go back and get our pet, I mean friend, whatever, back. And that's where this episode ends. A cliffhanging two-parter-ish. Yeah. Who won and who lost this episode, Brad? Denver lost. Everyone's I mean, either trying to take advantage of him or just doesn't doesn't really understand or appreciate yeah. his presence. Denver's treated like crap. Um, 
Who won? Um, the bullies got paid to be themselves. They made mad money yeah. to just do what they do best, annoy these kids. I think they're the winners. They are the big winners. Best dress, worst dress. Um, a lot of options here. <laughs> Everyone in here is dressed like garbage. Here's the thing. I almost want to give it to hats. I know hats aren't necessarily fashion. They yes, are they fashion. Are. But his hat, the, the trestle of the fabric that comes down from the top, invades his like shirt line to the point where it can also be counted as almost like a weird mock cloak almost. I think he should definitely win worst dress because uh, fuck that outfit. Yeah. Um. First and foremost, hats are absolutely fashion. There's no question that hats are fashion. Um. It's hair that isn't in ram jacket. Right. Nice, hair so hair is not a fashion. Um. Um. But yeah, hat is absolutely fucking fashion. Um. Another thing I want to hip you to is uh, hold up. Let me figure out how to. If you're about to slam Denver for the tr- uh, trench coat they put on him, know that that no, wasn't no, no, his no. idea. No, no, no. That that was a that was a, a disguise that was necessary. Um, that was not his doing. No, what I want to share and give me one second because I hate new Skype. Um, all right, just let me drag this fucking thing in here. Why can't I just do that? It's making it very difficult. There we go. Um, the classroom scene. Um. <laughs> There's a lot of things happening here. <laughs> First of all, there's... I, I don't know if this is a, a girl or... Uh, it's definitely... If, if it's a guy, it's a definitely another Night Ranger looking guy. But it's clearly wearing some weird overalls. Um, there's two kids wearing some crazy shades. <laughs> um, it, like Including one with a green shirt that is out of control. <laughs> um... That but, guy looks like a freaking rock star or a secret agent. The yeah. one with like the glasses that almost make his eyes look like extraterrestrials. Yeah. But who's the dude in the white exactly. blazer who looks pissed off? Like, that is a cool-ass motherfucker. Dude, I'm going to go ahead and say that's best dressed. That mother... He's sitting down and he already commands a presence with his outfit more than anyone else in this whole thing. Absolutely. Like, he's got, he's got a blue t-shirt and this fucking white blazer. Like coolest motherfucker in this episode by far. <laughs> the one kid with glasses has his mouth gaped open and I guess doesn't have teeth? Because <laughs> the other kids have their mouths open the same width and they have teeth. I mean, is this the classroom? Like, is, is like White Blazer there to like, to help these kids learn about fashion because everyone else looks like trash? Yes, he is. <laughs> like... Yes, he is. Like... It is shocking how awful everyone else looks. Like, hat has no one. excuse. Oh, hat is... Ugh. What's up with a kid that loves the number one? It's on his bike, it's on his shirt. He just loves the number one. And why is he the nerd? Like, he does not look like the nerd. No. Hat looks like the nerd. Hat is the one that people should be making fun of. Not these other... These guys are just normal dudes. Like, hat is short, he's wearing glasses, he's got a stupid-ass hat. Like, he should be the nerd. Um... Glasses are shades, at one point, is wearing yellow denim and, like, a purple tank, like, just tank. That is a bold choice, friend, even for a kid in the 80s. The only other person that has a collected look is Sister, Mm -hmm. but it's more of, like, just a a girl from the valley or just, like, a girl from L.A., just a blue shirt, pink skirt, big belt. I can't tell if Hat also has, if that's just like the rim of his shirt, or it's supposed to be like 
an abstracted puka shell necklace? Don't understand. I, I think it's a shirt. I think it's a shirt. Flat Top looks like one of those kids from the Burger King Kids Club. Yes. And I'm not too unsure if they didn't use him as the model for that kid. Mm-hmm. One of the mascots. I mean, um, all these kids couldn't look like they could be rejected from the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> it may be the same animators. I almost wonder if it was a tie-in, because this is, now that I'm thinking about it, fri- like, frighteningly similar. Because the kid with the number one on his shirt looks yeah. like the other blonde-headed kid. I got I got From the Burger King Kids Burger Club. King Kids Club. Made famous first by the Burger King Kids Club. Oh, wow. I'm looking at this. Like, I mean, it's, like... They, it's uncanny. They could definitely be related. Definitely related. I feel, I feel like maybe this is in, like, a little bit older, maybe. I know Burger King's Kid Club was definitely in the 90s. Holy shit. This is too similar. Yeah. Copyright infringement all around. Definitely. I mean, yeah. Similar enough. Even, like, there's, yeah, like, a like, younger cis version that has, like, and granted, I guess. It's like, a number seven. Pink and blue. <laughs> there's a girl. Oh. There's a girl who loves number seven, like the guy who likes number one. <laughs> That's number one's sister. They kind of mix, uh, there's a kid called IQ, which is a mix of, well, it's basically just hat, hat without a yeah. crazy hat, but then the vid kid has a crazy hat. It's a red hat that uh-huh. has the bill odd, and he has, like, a, an orange thing behind him, which may be part of the hat, too? I mean, I think, uh, listen, I think it's a shared universe, guys. I think it's a shared universe. Denver the Last Dinosaur in the Burger King Kids Club. There's a kid named Jaws, and there's a kid named Wheels. Is that Ooh. Okay. I don't know if it's okay calling <laughs> Wheels, the wheelchair kids named Wheels. Denver. Love that. That's the best thing in this. That that is one of the best things that's happened yeah. in in Ramjack viewing in a while. That song. It's Jeffo. just so well done. That's just amazing. You guys, we're gonna come back and we're gonna do the second half of this pilot next week. Um, but we didn't we didn't want to get Denver overload because we wanted to no. jump in and watch another show, um, which might or might not have been a mistake. Um, We're on that in a second. I will say this: Denver okay. the Last Dinosaur has one of the best opening songs too. Yes, definitely. Not just the background, like, but the Denver the Last Dinosaur song. He's my friend, and a whole lot more. Again, after watching this episode, because I knew the song. We've talked about it on Ramjack before. Well, have we? Have we? Well, the theme song we've talked about, I thought. I, I thought mean, we sang part of Denver the Last Dinosaur. Oh, we, we definitely sang it. In fact, we sang it on video in that video that uh, was never uploaded. Um, really? if, you, oh. if you'll check on the wiki um, under Checks Alex Never Cash, um, when Alex was supposed to give me that uh, video and audio that was synced up so we could edit that and get that posted. Um, I believe that was in 2012? Time flies when you're having fun. Here's the thing: I do have that somewhere, but I, I, I think I told you about this. I, I couldn't. F- I was scared because I thought because I had a different job then. Like that was two jobs ago, and some of the master files were on that machine. And I remember very distinctively making sure they were off of that machine. But the way that my backup files are, like my archives of it, I was worried that I may have misplaced it because I also backed it up off my original drive to a new drive to make sure that it wasn't lost. I know I have it because I checked a couple of months ago, maybe a year ago. I just have to upload it. Will that check get cash flow? Well, I don't I know. Mean, we get to the bank. I don't know. There's a lot of the things you another... could do, Alex. But uh, as that that wiki article uh, will show, whether they get done or not is questionable. We'll figure it out. 
but it still exists, so it still could um, happen. There's a great. I mean, guys, I'm sure. I'm sure you're all on pins and needles to see what we thought of that box of uh, Canadian treats that that uh, Matt and Mel sent us. <laughs> um, were they delicious? Maybe you'll find out someday. It was v- certainly awesome to receive those treats. We'll go back. We'll look at the checks that are in my drawer, ready to go to the bank, and we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, um, if, are you holding your breath? I certainly am not. Friends, it is that super special time of the week where we discuss Galaxy High. You guys know the system at this point. I have a minute to summarize this as close a minute as possible. There are penalties in both directions if I deviate. Can I stay on target? Will I pass this test? Let's find out. Alright, I, I cannot... I need you to explain this, Alex. Um, and uh, you will be going in 3, 2, 1, go. Guys, humans are not alone in the universe. In fact... Uh, as I guess a liaison program for all species across planets, there's a high school people go to, and humans are able to submit two people to go. So through a lottery system or some sort of thing, there's a jock, and then there is a smart nerd girl, and they go to Galaxy High. Uh, when they're acclimated into the culture, we find out that the jock, who is a big hotshot, is no longer a hotshot because men are like a dime a dozen in freaking space, but women are not. And uh, nerd Poindexter is the new hotness. Uh, this rubs the jock the wrong way, uh, and through a lot of misadventures, which at one point he becomes a potato french fry entity and then has to be brought back through weird science, uh, he ends up having to fight the school bullies in a game not dissimilar from hockey and or football to kind of win respect, and he does it at the end, and we find out that these two humans have to kind of coexist in space? That's Galaxy High. One minute. <laughs> This was almost impossible to watch for me. There's a lot of things going against it for, for Brad, specifically. It's very busy. There are a lot of things that happen over the course of this, and it's it's almost daunting how much they cover in this small amount of time, but how much they actually don't cover. Here's the reasons why I chose this to watch, because this is one of my picks. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing parts of this as a kid and being really intrigued by it. One, it's science fiction. I'm drawn to this genre, even when I was a kid. Is it mature slash hard science fiction? By no stretch of the imagination is that. It's not hard! It's not hard. Um, But the other thing that intrigued me as a kid was that this is a collaboration of American and Japanese animators. Like the production, I think some of it was happened in America, but a lot of the animation happened in Japan. And you can tell because of some of the fluidity of the animation and the extra flourishes they add with American animators at the time 
uh, 86 would not do. There are things in Den- like Denver the Dinosaur, you can tell, is done on a tight budget, and there are certain things they do to kind of reuse animation. He-Man doesn't have these things. There are moments in this that are beautifully done from an animation standpoint. Simple animation, but that no other people did. And I yeah. noticed that as a kid and thought, wow, this is different. And I kind of like that. But that that's what the mind of a kid gets trapped. As an adult watching this, it is interesting. But I, I don't know. This this hits a lot of my problems watching animation. Like yes. the, because of the weird fluidity of it and like the the animatedness of it. Like it, it bothers me to my core. The animation is better than it deserves to be for a kid's cartoon in 86 because of the time, the the painstaking work those Japanese animators did to do some of this. But it's also, I would say, again, flourish. You don't need it. You can make a den for The Last Dinosaur and be fine with your stilted animation. Yeah. Um, I I definitely see that more work went into this, and I can see that, yes, technically and artistically, it may be better animated, um... But I, because of that, I, I think I like it even less because it it trips whatever that is in my brain that finds this upsetting to look at. I, I feel you and I understand, friend. Uh, just so people know where they may have seen it. Um, again, it was made in 86. It was aired, 13 episodes aired on CBS. Um, but then reruns were syndicated on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, Sci-Fi Channel's Cartoon Quest, which is where I, I think I may have saw this. Um... So, okay. I question I because I couldn't really work this out, and I'm not I'm not sure how much it's because from the we're really thrown into this. Like we don't see how the hell these two got into this program. That now they're in this the only two humans at this weird like intergalactic space school. Um, like it implies that either they won it or were they just abducted by aliens. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's like, a good question. Now, supposedly in the uh, intro, we get everything. Do as we? As far as like the setup, yeah. Like there's a there's someone singing lyrics that talks about how this happens, and it concentrates on the guy because the whole point of this is that it's a flip. It's a it's a it's a bait and switch for humanity. They get a a jock hotshot athlete who's super popular at this high school on Earth, and they get a Poindexter girl uh, who's super smart, and they bring them to Galaxy High to represent humanity at this school. Now, the other now deeper questions, were they abducted by a weird amoeba-looking alien in what looks like a strange space taxi? Maybe. I, I believe honestly, they were abducted maybe. by aliens. I believe these two have been abducted by aliens and like that they've accepted that. We we skipped all that. We skip all of that. We get them arriving at the school, but we don't see how they got cuz it certainly seems like this dude had no idea what he was getting into. Like Oh no. Like, they don't know the specifics. They know they're being taken. I feel like their families don't know where they are. Oh, well, and it's easily masked. So later, we find out that they they gave the girl a full scholarship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see, the boy's name is Doyle, and the girl's name is Amy, but it's spelled with an A-I-M-E-E. Fair enough. Um, She's been given an academic scholarship because she's, like, super smart. But she's from Earth, so, like, super smart high schooler? Does she even understand, like, basic physics at this point? Like, I don't think they could hang in space high school, to be honest with you. I mean, who knows? Uh, um, they, that, they force him into slavery, so... Yes, indentured servitude to pay for his schooling. Like, wait, you fucking... You've taken me off... 
because he says, well, can I just go back to Earth? They're like, no, <laughs> they won't let him return. They will not let him leave. And they force him to work at a fucking pizza place to pay his tuition. Hey, um, that's you can't do that. That's slavery. Different this space is rules are slavery. Different. This there's is not, wrong. There's not laws against that in space high or galaxy high. Yeah. Um, Fuck these aliens. <laughs> so, also, the thing about Galaxy High is it rides a weird line between wanting to be, like, a kid's version of some, like, like a high school movie or, like, I'm trying to say, it has elements of maybe mature-themed, like, maybe a college movie about, like, door... Like, it's weird. Like, it... it as much really... as it's high school, it rides the line... It's it's not quite a Saved by the Bell, but it's not quite an Animal House, but it's weird. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a real like uh, slobs versus snobs sort of bullshit. Like, I, what what is bullshit about this? There's two. There's something that's good and there's something that's bad. What's good is the fact that um, she, okay, I guess she's the nerdy girl. We see her with a bunch of books. She's studious and gets good grades, um, but she's really popular and cool here, and everyone likes her. And, but they don't make, like, a big deal of it. Like, she's not an asshole or anything. She's just, like, accepted here. And that's good. But him, like, because they're trying to do this thing, like, oh, he thought he was real cool and he was an asshole, so we're going to take him down a peg. It's this, like, like so he has to he has to be a slave in the pizza place, and uh, he, he doesn't get a car, and uh, everyone hates him, and he gets bullied. Like, that's not okay either, <laughs> Like, no, fuck not that at all. shit. Like, I know we want to take down the jocks because, I don't know, I guess, like, like people that wrote TV shows in the 80s were, like, real traumatized from when they were kids or something. I don't know. It's fu- It was a fucked up time, but... There's some weird... There's a lot of weird shit happening in this. So, at one point, when they finally meet, I guess, the school student president or something, whoever the liaison for new students is, he looks human, but he has six arms. So that's cool. Um, and he's kind of like a nerd-ish type, I guess. He's got a pocket protector. He's got a bow tie. Um, at one point, he goes, ladies! So that's what we're working with here. Um, um, but they pass, like, a monster who's just studying, who's just reading a book on a pipe. And the human boy, Doyle, looks at the dinos- uh, dinosaur. This is not Denver. This looks at the, uh, the space alien and is like, hmm, I'm going to play a trick on Amy. He's like, hey, Amy, I know back on Earth, I didn't really give you much time or attention, but now that we're the only two Earthlings out here in space, uh, I think we should get to know each other. Because, I mean, really, think about this. Us with aliens romantically? That's fucking weird. Would you like to go on a date? She's like, well, maybe, sure. He's like, great, you can go on a date with this guy. And the dude takes this alien who's, like, studying by himself up on a pipe and, like, shoves the alien in Amy's face. And the alien's like, what are you, what? But it looks like a monster, and she's like, oh, you... I'll get back at you. And that sets the stage for him being an asshole, and I guess why he deserves all this stuff happening to him. I mean, yeah, that's a dick move, but at the same time, that's not okay. Space does not get to do that to this guy like that. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Like, like, stop, like, I, there's only, you force him into slavery, and you won't let him return home. And his parents probably think he's dead. I mean, there's foreshadowing to this, because they he, the, they are introduced to their lockers, which are like thinking, sentient computer lockers, and one of them's really nice to Amy. He's like, look, I'm going to help you study, I'm going to kick your books, whatever you need. But the locker with um, Doyle is like, dude, you keep fucking books in here, and that's it. You can't do anything else. I'm not going to help you with anything. He also says, also- I'm not your slave. There's so yes. much slavery in this fucking cartoon. 
But here's the other weird thing. There's also some, like, speciesism, because they even say, like, look, some people just don't like Earthlings. You don't have a good reputation out here, because you're from Earth. And that's kind of weird. I mean, I don't know why they're mining that in the kids' cartoon, but fair enough. Uh, maybe it's a good thing. They go out to try to go to the gym, and they go out into space. I guess they're in a bubble, because they can breathe. And the gym comes up, which is also a thinking entity that's huge, and it just kind of marches up like, oh, hey, guys, I just went for a walk. I'm back. They go into the gym, and there's a centaur leading, like, a women's exercise program. And the centaur is giving weird commands. Instead of, like, up and down or left and right, it's something like in and out or, like, push and pull. It's very weird. Yeah. There's, there's so much happening. There's so many things going on. Dude, and there's, like, in any scene where they're, like, panning over, like, them just walking around, tons of stuff happening. Again, this is that Japanese animation, like prowess like there's when they first go into the gym like they're just in the entrance and they're like addressing people in the gym and their background is more detailed than it needs to be there are like great details in like the trophies behind them like in a trophy case Mm -hmm. overkill awesome sad it's wasted on galaxy (laughs) i know (laughs) if denver had had this kind of animation that would have been a whole different show so yeah, to kind of get through it, because we've covered a lot of it, in the gym they kind of meet some very scary aliens. There's one who's basically got the head of like a pink bubble gum and a tiny brain, and she can't remember much of anything. Terrifying. She introduces herself, and then introduces herself, and then introduces herself, and you think, this is supposed to be a cute gag, but when you think about it, this is terrifying. Yeah. Not an existence you would want. There's, like, an elf lady that's, like, that, talking... That has, like, a, a fur animal that she's wearing as as a fur. But it is clearly, like, a living, um, currently alive creature. And there's a creature that has tentacles on her head that are, just have a pair of lips on them. And she's, like, a gossip and she talks. Neat idea. Again, an execution. Terrifying. Very, very upsetting. Very upsetting to look at. Um, but yeah, so she gets, uh... Amy gets a lot of friends here, and that's when they go to see the principal, who is also a terrifying alien. There's a blackboard in there that's sentient, um, and that's when the, we get to lay down law like Brad said. Carol got the scholarship, you will now be an indentured servant, uh, Doyle. And uh, he's kind of pissed about it. Then we get a scene where he accidentally finds like this dog just out as he's kind of like venting, and is like, Man, this sucks. Oh, there's a cute dog. Dog turns out to be like a monster that can, or an alien that can change into a much larger, scary looking version of a pink dog. Chases Doyle around. He's gonna like beat up or kill Doyle. Turns out he's not a dangerous alien at all. He's a janitor? He is, but then he says, oh, you have to watch out for him. He loves humans. And then like, but he implies that he loves to eat humans. Yeah, this is a regular Chewbacca stitch. Yeah. Nothing that Chewbacca loves to eat. It's a solo joke. Don't don't worry about it, guys, if you don't know what's up. Um, so, yeah, that was, like, a, a three-minute bit, and we're only halfway through all this, and, like, tons of shit has already happened, and you're like, mm-hmm. well, this is crazy. Um, it just gets weirder as far as, like, there's, like, a chase scene that involves the girl and the dog eats a bunch of metal, whatever. Um, then we get, like, a weird cafeteria scene where there's this guy called The Creep that comes up and basically, Ooh. like, chains, his, chains himself to Amy and is saying weird stuff like, I love you, this is great, I'm gonna sneak into your bedroom later uh, tonight, my love. And she thinks this is cute and adorable. Nope. No, it is not. And the other women alien at the table is like, we call this guy the creep. It is not adorable. You do not want- this is gross. Stop. 
Yeah, and he's like, she's like, hey, take this locked chain off of my neck. And he's like, no, then that, then you would be able to get away from me. And they're like, that's why we call him the creep. Ah. Uh, he stays with her until they go through the make uh, the makeover portion of this episode, which happens, and his chain is cut. Um, other weird body horror. So Doyle gets into a fight with some bullies. He's trying to like introduce himself to people, but he goes up to the one table that has a shirt that says like "fuck Earth" or whatever, and they end up throwing him into the cafeteria area where he goes through the potato, f- the French fry maker, and he becomes French fries. I Doyle becomes a pile of sentient French fries. It is so disturbing. Like, um, like, luckily, um, uh, class president nerd guy, um, grabs him before he, right before he falls into the deep fryer, um, this stack of human french fries, and he runs them to the scientist, um, who is going to use a machine to turn him back into a human. This guy was shredded and turned into french fries. It's very upsetting. Yeah, the guy's name is something off of Einstein, but it's like, something to do with ice and freezing again like there's so many weird environments and weird characters that it's a roller coaster ride it's an attack on the senses but he doesn't get it right like the the recombobulation machine or like rebuilding machine he turns him into like multiple aliens before he becomes a human again super weird it's it's not i don't like it i don't like it at all don't like it um, we get a we get a, a scene of the pizza place. What? What? No. We, then we get the makeover, and uh, Amy has some fun. Um, there's a weird machine that can just encompass a person and then immediately change their clothing. Um, Amy goes through a lot of strange fashions on this, which I guess we may get more toward on the fashion segment. Um, just strange alien fashions. Not necessarily strange. Anyway, she gets a new look. She ends up changing her skin to blue because you can. Um, she tries on this weird, like, penguin outfit. I don't... It's... It's strange. Um, she has a cat outfit at one point? It's weird. Anyway, um, there's a scene at the pizza place, which now Doyle has to work at, where we get a pan of the dance floor at, like, so many levels of perspective, and with DJs up on a higher thing, that this, again, is an animation scene that does not belong in a kid's cartoon, because this is very well done for what it is. Fair enough. Again, a lot of background stuff that happens. This is where they decide to have, like, a duel. The kids at, like, some kind of sports thing, which is some kind of, like, version of hockey called Psy Hockey. Anyway, he's representing all that rides on humans, and the aliens are not are kind of against him. He ends up winning by the skin of his teeth because Amy kind of feels sorry for him and yells something about, just play football, you idiot. So he kind of does, and anyway, he ends up gaining some respect from aliens. And at the end, there's some kind of a friendly rivalry between him and Amy, but that's how it kind of ends. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Like I, at some point during the pizza place, I I just I, I was like I I'm out I'm out I can't I can't follow what's happening right now I can't look at this and like then the whole I I knew there was a sport thing happening and I'm like I'm already tuned I'm out. So I'm so tuned out. I'm. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what these things are. I don't know what the hell is happening. I mean, it is bizarre. It is very bizarre. It's so trippy. Like, this is a cartoon made for drugs. I mean, it does feel like it almost harkens back to a 70s-era psychedelic cartoon, but with the, I guess... All the all the modern redux that an 80s animation team could do. But at the same time, at this point, yeah, that's like, what, 30, 40 years? A yeah. long time ago. 
even more weird is because uh, we talk about like all the the background animation. Is that there's times though when there's not, and it, yeah. things are just like dead still, like like a, a shitty American cartoon. But then, and, but then there'll be like a group moving, and then everything will start moving. And I'm like, oh god, stop! Could you just stop? It's, stop! It's a little uneven. Yeah. Um, it's oh. It's very, uh, it's very unsettling to me. This whole thing is very, very upsetting. <laughs> um, Doyle loses, right? Because Doyle is now a slave in space and can't go home. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's absolutely lost. They're taking advantage of his gullibility. They're not at a high school. They're in some weird, like, alien experiment. Like, this is not happening. Um, who wins in this, though? I guess... Uh, I don't know. Maybe Amy? She gets, like, a, a neat space life? I don't know. I guess. She seems happy with her new space life. Twist part, the joke that um, Doyle played on her earlier where he tried to get an alien to go hook her, uh, Amy up on a date with an alien happens to him later in the episode with the uh, woman, the alien with many mouths. That's, like, a gossip. Whatever. Oh. Um, I missed that completely. That's a, that, that's, that's a, that's a callback. That's a joke. Uh, but not really. Not a good one. Um, I guess Amy wins. Yeah. She's respected more in space. She's going to get a better education to learn things that Earthlings can only dream of with their limited technology, and uh, she's going to get access to a lot of cultures and stuff. Will she eventually become a slave too? I don't know the end game of all of this. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, best dress, worst dressed. That is the question on this because goodness, there is uh, the plethora of fashions in all of this. Much like the cartoon, is daunting. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, because we have to think about fashion, not necessarily what like these weird ass aliens look like, but what they're actually wearing. Amy's parade of outfits: the cat suit, um, more normal than you would expect in a, a cartoon like this. Hmm. Um, I think her final outfit when she goes blue, um, that looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's kind of a, a happy medium of what humans would think a space outfit would look like, and it's tasteful. I, I I would say let's go ahead and make that the one. It also kind of mirrors some of the other people's stuff, but in its yeah. own way. Um, worst dress. There's the referee from the sports game. I see. Uh, I was gonna say he might be worst dress, but then I was like, oh, I think part of that's just what he looks like. I mean, like, it could be because like his that's weird the hard head. Part. Like I don't know. I can't tell. I can't tell with some of these things if that's them or if that's just. What they're wearing. Let's not forget that what Doyle decides to bring to the sporting event is a traditional kind of hockey uniform, but his socks are where Walt wears Waldo. Mm-hmm. Just straight up wears Waldo socks. Not a bad thing, given all the other crazy fashions, but I maybe it's a worst dressed moment. Yeah, I... I mean, I, that was my initial, because... Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that, because he's he's gross looking. <laughs> God, there is some... At one point, we see a montage during the, I guess, makeover scene, where someone is, like, doing the eyelashes of an alien that has, like, 20 eyes, and the eyes just move around the thing's face to where the woman is, like, lashing on the... Like, there's some really... Like, if you were a tiny kid, maybe slightly disturbing things happening in here. If you're me. If you're me, there's disturbing if you're any, things happening. If you're Brad... And others, perhaps, there's disturbing things happening. Um, okay, referee or the penguin suit? Which one's the worst? Okay, penguin suit. Flat yeah. out penguin suit. Because that penguin is presented suit. as a fashion that is legit in space, and whatever, whoever came up with that, never. Never again. Yeah. Alright. There you go. 
that's Galaxy High School, ladies and gentlemen. And I think that's the last time we'll be talking about Galaxy High School, yeah, unless yeah. Jonathan somehow manages yeah. to convince Brad to do it. And I, I mean, I don't know if I would be up for watching more of it. If you, if you two want to knock yourselves out with that, um, have fun. But uh, I can't do it. Can't do it. Od- oddly enough, there are shows like Rambo that are hard to get outside of DVD. Yeah, there's like only a couple of episodes online. I found a couple, but... There's a lot of other, like, 80s cartoons that are hard to find, but yet Galaxy High is in its entirety on Crunchyroll, which is, like, a legit streaming service for anime. Um, and Denver The Last Dinosaur is almost all on YouTube. Um, and also, you can buy it digitally through Amazon. Wow. <laughs> what stands the test of time is anyone's guess at this point. I don't understand. It's so bizarre. So, I, I mean, I think there's a reason Ram- Rambo... I- I, uh, Rambo very upsetting. I feel like we'll be talking about that pretty soon. Um, There's another cartoon I watched as a kid that I kind of want to get that also was done by an American studio and a Japanese studio called The World of Fairy Tales that was legitimately like, let's take uh, old Grimm's fairy tales and make them, but like warts and all, like the disturbing shit makes it in and let's animate this stuff right. It, it ran on Nick Jr. when I was a tiny kid. I'm trying to find it. Again, doesn't, can't find it. Hmm. Conan the Barbarian, you can get on DVD. Can't find it anywhere else. Like, no one has archived this online. It's weird. I haven't looked for the Mr. T cartoon yet. I thought about it. It was up there, but I like, eh, there's some other things that caught my eye. Yeah. I had investigated Galaxy High from my childhood, because I was just like, what was this? Because I remember it. Oh, yeah. It was it was interesting. I, 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 I had never, ever even heard of it before. It was a completely new one on me. I... Man, there's so many. Uh, there's I, I don't know how long this month goes on, but uh, there's so many options. So many <laughs> options. I mean, it's August, ladies and gentlemen. There's so many options. If you want to, hey, let us know what your options are. Get at us if there's a abstract cartoon. I wonder if any of our people outside of the United States could drop cartoons on us. That would be interesting to watch. Because I'm up for anything as far as animation goes. Were there uh-huh. odd British cartoons we don't know about, or Canadian cartoons, Australian art cartoons? Get at us. Or anywhere else in the world. Um, but there's ways to get at us. There's the Ramjack website, ramjackpodcast.com. Um, there's the Facebook group. Uh, help all of us figure out what the fuck's going on with that red hat. Oh, um, seriously. But we'd like to hear from you. So please get at us. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, friend. Oh, I beat you to oh! it. Yes, I won. In sync. Right here. Um, and friends, by the time this podcast comes out... Um, hopefully Movie Pass is still around and we can continue to see great films. Um, but if not, um, let me leave you with this one, one piece of advice. Just because you're bored and you need something to do because you don't have hobbies and you think it might be a good idea. Don't read your It's real dumb. Don't do that. Don't read to a room of strangers that look exactly the same. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. I gotta find that show. I gotta. I gotta. It's so weird. <laughs> now that you're all here, let's uh, take turns reading a passage from. Uh, I mean, if you my favorite like, book, Dianetics. <laughs> nightmare within a nightmare within a nightmare. I mean, just to have like a, a physical type that is so specific. Like, that is bizarre. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand no. it. Why would you? How would you? No. 
it seems it's a strange premise. Like I, I got to figure out why, why, like what's going on? Who are the people this attracts? Like, who are the people who like, you know what my favorite type is this. And now that I'm in a house with all of you here that are the same, but not really, I'm going to be, I'm going to finally find love. Is that the best way to approach that? I, I'd probably not. Right. God, that's so weird. Because like that assumes that like you, okay, I know exactly what physical type I'm looking for. Now I just got to find the right personality. Wait, so you don't, you're, you're all, you're, the thing you have open to is per- <laughs> the personality. Like, oh, there's all kinds of personalities I could like that have different ideas and different... What? How about you put me with a room of people that are all, like, have similar personalities and the same interests, but all look different? That's too simple. That's too weird. We that sounds it... like a great idea. Oh, no, it'll be too hard. It'll be too much work. Like, really? Because that, that, I think that's how it's supposed to work. Nah. Like, you look for somebody that, like, has the same ideas and interests somebody that well what if i, I mean, what if i told you we could get the same a room full of people that all look the same that they're like that the way you would like and then you could just go through the personality stuff at that point that's easy right is it i mean i guess i mean all right yeah, let me just okay really okay let me find the okay they all look the same so okay all right um if you're like a, a right winger raise your hand goodbye okay cool right um all right. If you're a real centrist uh, hashtag resistance Democrat, would you raise your hand? Okay, goodbye. Later. All right. Leftist. Cool. Leftist, Marxist, anti-capitalist of any sort. All right. You guys can stay. All right. We got that taken care of. All right. All right. Um, how how would you feel about a murder mystery wedding someday? Ooh. Okay. All right. Now we're narrowing people down. <laughs> you know how All hard right. you know how hard it would be to find a non conservative, non super liberal who would be down for a murder mystery. Uh, if you just right. went in with that criteria, like you I have mean, to I, find. I mean, like it's a it's a narrow pool. All right. All right. Now, quick question. All right. Cat people to this side of the room, dog people to this side of the room. Trick question. Cat people, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but wait, that side of the room is where the door is. Yes, the exit that you'll be walking through in a moment. Yeah, yeah. Keep walking. <laughs> All right, now cat people, keep walking. Keep walking out the door. I think what you, you want to stop out there somewhere, yes. All right, we're down to four ladies. All right, this is all right, this is real easy. This is when it gets hard. This is when it gets hard. All right. Um, is anyone here familiar with Michio Kaku? Okay, no one is. That's fine. Um, <laughs> that's fine. That's the good thing. That's, that's Brad, the good we got to draw this out for like 13 episodes minimum. You've already I'm cut sorry, them down I'm like, super I'm, quick. I'm struggling. Uh, all right. Give some girls see. a chance. Give some girls a chance. Uh, yeah, I guess this is when we go on dates. Who's into animation? Super into animation. Mm, okay, um, maybe, maybe you should just... Bye, Kelly. Slater. I was hoping for her, though, too. I was kind of rooting for her through yeah, the course of this nice. hour that we've done this through on the show. Again, I mean, I got to narrow about somehow. Got uh, to. These, these, you know, three these ladies left. seemed really nice. Uh, we're down to three now. Three ladies left, Brad. What other, what other questions could you ask to narrow this down? At this point, it's just personality, which is kind of I mean, what the show's yeah, at this crux point, is. Let's, uh, we just got to figure this out. Who has a good sense of humor that you know melts with you? Who's willing to maybe do a podcast with you later? Or would you ever would you ever mix podcasts with relationship pleasure? I say pleasure. I mean like a, a, a romantic relationship. Wouldn't it be weird if I said no? I don't know if it would be weird if you said no. Because it really depends. Wouldn't it? I mean, podcasting really? is such a part of our lives. 
But I never expected, like, Emily to ever be on a podcast with me at any point, though she has been. Right. Well, yeah, you wouldn't expect, but, like, but you wouldn't say, I wouldn't want her to be, would you? Of course not. If she, like, expressed an interest, like, like, hey, I want to be on Ramjack next week, you wouldn't be like, absolutely not, I need to keep this separate. I mean, I'd have to come, I'd have to come to you, friend, and be like, would you mind if Emily came on the podcast? But that's more of just the relationship we have presently on the podcast. But I would not discourage her at all. Yeah, that would be real weird. That'd be super weird. I need to keep, I need to keep this part of my life separate. Yeah, that's weird. You gotta, you gotta be willing to, uh, to share your, your hobbies or your interests with the share, people you I'm love. I'm willing to share all of my life except part of it. Podcast <laughs> is for me and me only. Joey, get out of the basement. What does Alex do one night a week in the basement? Don't talk about it. We're, We're not, not allowed, allowed to speak about it. <laughs> so if a lady who wasn't down with podcasts would also narrow this down, so maybe... I mean, no, because that's her thing. Like, like she doesn't have to be into it. Like, so everything up to this point is a have to. But these last yeah. three ladies, or four ladies, yeah. I don't remember how many we're down to. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got rid of Kelly. She was really into animation. Yeah, Kelly. I, I mean, I kind of rooting for her, but Sorry. at the same time, friend, that was the deal breaker. I thought. I mean, if she's if if she's really into animation, but I don't have to be into animation, she can stay. Like, well, I, you I'm didn't just, say that. That was for her. She's that was already really, out the door. That. She's doing her I'm post trying, interview. I'm trying to make her life better. It's not, you know, it's it's weird that I'm making these calls. Doesn't she get to make a decision at some point? Not on, How does that work? Not on this show. We discourage it. Actually, it's real weird. Super weird. Hey, uh, quick question. Are you are any of you really cool with me making all the decisions and you not making Oh, you you think this is cool? <laughs> all right. I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of on the fence about you all of a sudden. <laughs> Seems kind of weird. I mean, we need to have a finale show where there's two people you choose. So maybe just let that one go. Yeah. Maybe let that I, one yeah. go. Sorry. Well, we don't have a show anymore. No, we're down no, to two no, already. We're, we're at the climax. This is the Oh, oh, is this the show? This is the show. Oh, We've okay, done cool. it in the last two, what? 10 minutes? A, I just thought we would be able to get a couple... I thought we'd be able to get more than half an episode out of it. Look, this could be the first episode and the rest of the episodes are you going on dates with these women and, like, just really long, awesome, getting-to-know-you dates. But there's only two now. Dude. There's How many episodes is that? Dude, it could be compelling saying, television. I, I just hope that we haven't destroyed our television show. Ugh. Ladies and gentlemen, before Brad continues, tune in next week to Ramjack, where we'll see if Goodbye. Brad finds love. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no.